It was bad. I'm just gonna cut it out anyway. No, you won't. You know, in fact, I'm cutting all that out before, but I am going to say this. Maybe I won't now. It's People all the time that are like friends of mine and, I, and that listen to the podcast are like, ha you forget to add it out so much. And yes, there are times that I do. But sometimes, surprise, surprise, Sam thinks it's funnier to leave it in, so he leaves it in. Giving you a little behind the scenes there, fellas. Is that what you're giving, or is this your way of telling people to stop saying that to you? No, they can say it to me because they are right. There are legitimate times that I was supposed to edit something out, and I didn't do it. You don't listen to the whole episode. I don't know, but I try and hit... On the keyboard, if I hit M, it leaves a little red line, and yeah, I usually, usually know don't. to go there. You usually don't. But it's not usually. <laughs> usually. Or sometimes I go don't. and I go, that ah, wasn't that bad. This is funnier anyway. Okay. All right. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And walking around is Clem. Clem. I was going to try and harmonize really quick with you. Clemens. Ow. I got one of those. I need to eat more bananas cramps in my <laughs> underneath the chin. Chin. What's that? The soft, wide underbelly of my non-existent chin. Is that the? Is that your chin part? This is what I've always called. Like to have a chin. Let me give my that, double chin. Let me give that a right, feel. You could literally pull me across the let room. Me give that a feel. Oh my god! There's so much bone there. What the fuck? Wow. And I don't, I've I always would, said I have a grabbable chin. You can, I would love to have your skull. <laughs> you can. I have a I have more of a uh, like a heart shape on the bottom. You can't see it as well because I'm so fat right now. <laughs> but I do have a chin that comes more to a point and then I have this stuff this uh the stuff on the outside, the non-bone stuff, the non-bone part of my chin that has what's, a part that you can literally like. What's the non-bone part of a chin? I don't have that either. It's like you this, just have like cartilage or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the end of my chin that you I can just, literally grab between your thumb and your. Maybe that's finger. what I was feeling that I don't have, and I was. Weird. You have a bone. You have I, bone oh, structure. I have bone structure. I have bone structure. Yes, <laughs> you do. I'm looks, in a good mood. I took a good. shower. I'm wearing Chucky socks. I'm introducing color into my life with Chucky socks. <laughs> yeah, not many other. I, most It's just mostly red and black on some of these, but Chucky is actually... You have like tape and all kinds of hair and stuff stuck to the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> that, was, that was nice to see right in front of my face. You probably got it on that camera right there. On the Sam Cam. Sam Cam. <laughs> Sam Cam coming at you. So we are here to record a podcast for you today where we... It's like, I, it's like I try to, to be some sort of like... For, I try to put some formality into it, and it's like, yeah, let's come with this energy, but I've prepared nothing, so then it just, it truly <laughs> just kind of nosedives, and yeah, I just, I bail. I, Did you just hit a wall? <laughs> I jump out, no, I jump out of the plane before it gets there. Bye, Michelle. Yeah, I... Hey, we landed just fine, you should have stayed on the plane. Well, just that's... barrel through. That's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the Michelle way. That's not why we love Michelle. <laughs> I, th- well, well, uh, I throw in the towel. That's what I do. So we are a review podcast. We provide each other with different kinds of media, usually music. And uh, we listen to it so many times, just so many. And then we get together 
We pal around with some microphones in front of our faces. We go through each song, song by song, and give you our opinions and talk about stories from our days of yore. And so you know, uh, we don't know what we're talking about half the, more than half the time. Although I hear today I'm getting some stories about who we're talking about that I'm very excited. I just wanted to say that uh, do not come here for educational purposes. You're coming here for two people who bought two microphones and uh, got three cell phones. I am <laughs> and looking put this together. And I, I get a lot of my information from Wikipedia because it's just right there and it's mm-hmm. easily, easily accessible. And, and it's always factual. Uh, every single time. Clammy, get down. I think she can be on that as long as she's not on an actual window. Oh, I thought she... Okay. I'm okay with the her on the chair. The way I see the, the dog chair. is her just extended from the hind legs and I thought she was on the windowsill. No. Carry on, Clem. Carry she, on. She's a large, <laughs> large dog, but she's getting better. This is making me crazy. Is that? Do you not feel your headphones being really tight? Thank you. Whew. Thank you so much. We had a wire situation, and my brain just couldn't. Take it was it. a situation for you. <laughs> it was on me, but no. It's funny. I have this uh, notebook in front of me, and I don't have a clean page. So these are um, these are notes from, I guess, a, is this a kiss episode? <laughs> oh, it's got to be the elder. Is Only you called? gives me bad company vibes. I need a hero. Mr. Blackwell, terrible lyrics. I don't like this Jolly Rock. Jolly Rock. As ACDC, maybe? I Mr. don't know. Mr. Blackwell? That sounds... Mr. Blackwell with dun, black dun, curtains. <laughs> I was doing Aussie. <laughs> Mr. Blackwell. My least favorite song it's was... definitely Tom or Anne-Marie. Under the Rose, and my favorite was Dark Light. Oh, yeah. It's the Kiss album. You got okay. it right. Yeah, and then for some reason, this is Slayer, Rain, and Blood. I don't know why as well on this because page. everyone should just write Slayer, Rain, and Blood on a random page. Unless this was a, just a different episode because my most favorite was Let's Boogie. Is that a Slayer song? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's my number two favorite Slayer song behind Angel of Death. <laughs> it does make sense. All right. And then, oh God, and then this other one. This was from our very first group episode. This was the country what? group episode. Country group. We did country? We did... No, maybe it, no. That was uh, that guilty pleasures. Have, that was first. Have been the first, yeah. So this this is your book that you used based on the people written down. You are not one of them. I used it. These are my notes. It looks like it. Or you at least wrote down. It says my name right there, Sam. Oh, I guess I didn't I see that. It looked like your, it was. Part... Did you forget your own husband's name? No, it looks like it's in that. I didn't see that. Sorry. Well, I'm Sam. This is Sam Cam. Oh, so this is the one that uh, Adam used. Yeah, that's Zeke, what used. Zeke used. All right. So who even cares? I just have this <laughs> notebook in front of me for no reason it's that has history. all these old just, notes. And when you get it full of a cu- couple of critics' notes, and you can give it away to Ernest Saves Christmas one notes. Of our fa- <laughs> of one of our biggest fans, Chris, might want that notebook. No, for a couple of critics. It's history. so scribbled and scratched out because there are a lot of times that when I'm done with that part. So I can see, like when we do movies, you just I will sc- I will like x parts out, so I my eyes know where to go for well, the next. It's even more thing. valuable then because it's a work wrote, in progress. You got more ink on it. <laughs> All right, so we are here to discuss some because we're here with another compilation album because that's what I do. Yeah, you like compilations. You like best ofs. Best uh, ofs, greatest hits. I think my first entry 
technically was a best it was. of. So it was I a get collection. It. <laughs> it was a collection. This is uh, what's on the table today. Every great Motown hit of Marvin Gaye. And I did some reading this morning about Marvin Gaye. I was going to do it last night, and I did not. That's what it's called? I never actually looked at what the album was called. I just listened to it. Yeah. You sent me the link. So what had happened was I chose a different album. I listened to that two times. I was like, this just does not have the right vibe for a podcast. There are some songs that are really good that I like. Okay. It was another greatest hits, and it, it just didn't flow as well. And I had this album right after that one in my podcast playlist kind of like I, this is another option to do and i wasn't sure between that one and this one i chose that one changed my mind glad i did so, so we had a harvey danger situation is what you're telling me yes and I, and I would say no actually i just think that it wasn't strong enough but there were there was more than one flagpole sitter <laughs> thank god because there was only one flagpole sitter on that fucking piece of trash but it was just much more boring to listen to and i didn't think that it would translate on the podcast as well. You wanted well. a little bit more soul. I wanted more life. Life. Not soul, life. Life was, from the man whose life was taken. By his own father. By his own father. All right, let's get this started. With by his own father. So Hello, I'm back. <laughs> Pardon me, I have Sam's face still, but I'm wearing it. So one thing that's <laughs> interesting is that he actually, his name is G-A-Y, but he added the E to distract the sexual attention Good. that he might get and people thinking that he's a homosexual. Smart move in the world of like, you at least give someone ammo on the playground in the 70s to be like, there's an E on the end of it. You know, because like back in the day, you're going to get made fun of. You're going to get side-eyed for... Saying gay or acting gay potentially. Oh, absolutely. And, and dudes get mad mm. anyway. Kicked when, out of your family. When other dudes like attract their ladies, you know what I mean? So you can just be like, if you're like a tough brute man, you can be like, he's gay. I am a tough brute man. I want to get this started with the first song, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You. So what's interesting is that he had many siblings. His father was a Pentecostal preacher. And not only did he have an a child from an extramarital affair. Okay, kind of expected that. I guess he also, it says here, brutally whipped huh. Marvin regularly. Jeez. Yeah, so anything so that... So this guy was a nightmare from day fucking one, it sounds like. Yeah, so he, he was, and he was really hard on Marvin. So it said here, which I thought this was sad, but again, it's Wikipedia, so who knows. But it said that he felt that had his mother not consoled him and encouraged his singing, he would have committed suicide. God damn! Instead, I'll just be wait to be murdered by that very guy. <laughs> There's so much that I learned. It's just, it's crazy. Like, he started working, you know, he was kicked out. His dad kicked him out of the house when he was 17 because they just did not get along. They had a volatile relationship. He enlisted in the United States Air Force as a basic airman. Disappointed in having to perform menial tasks, he faked mental illness and was discharged shortly <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> It says that he, uh, his sergeant stated he refused to follow orders, and uh, yeah, so he tried to do that, and then immediately was just like, no, nah, this is not for me. 
So he faked being a loony. <laughs> to a loony. <laughs> so he just like mopping with the mop upside down and being and like, "Nah, doesn't work, boss." Well, he and then he just started joining different or like building different musical groups from the time that he was very young, and it's a, like the, his first group that he was with called the Marquis. They, they. I like that name, the Marquis. They worked with Bo Diddley. Ah. Which I think is interesting, but that didn't last very long. But imagine the first, one of the first actual groups that you put together, and you work with Bo Diddley of all people. I always don't know. I don't know if this is true, but I always thought and had this theory that in that time, if you made yourself like really work on music, there wasn't as many musicians then. As there are now. Yeah. So I feel like your circle was almost just like tighter and you would just naturally meet people that were going to make it anyway. Yeah. But also, I do think that talent finds talent. I think like energies find each other in the musical world. Now, I mean, of course you have to meet, but I don't know. I've jammed with people. I've told you a million times that there's just an energy that you get from somebody. I want to talk about that song really quick. Okay. Uh, I've got a problem with older artists like... By older, I mean this era. Yes, era. I don't want. I don't know when, when this was popular either. I don't know when these songs came out. I don't know Marvin Gaye's heyday. This, I don't know the timeline. This is the '60s in the beginning, okay. and then we move on into the '70s. Do you know when he was shot? But not a lot. Yeah, he was. He actually was shot and killed on my sister's birthday. Okay. April first, the literal day she was born. April first, nineteen eighty four. One day before his forty fifth birthday. Oh man, damn, that's that's pretty young. And uh, we'll just get to it because it's a crazy situation. So he had he had so many different issues with like not being able to pay his tax. Like he had like a crazy at that time. Like he owed a lot of money well, for taxes. In my mind, there was infidelity. In my mind, there's drug use. I don't know. Lots of drug use. Okay. He was never married. Okay. But he fucked around, right? I didn't read anything about that specifically. I assume so because he's a smooth guy. Let's get it on, guy. I just figured he was slinging cock all the time. I would, I would think so, but it was for him. It was more. um, This dog distracts me. You're distracting. Especially when I'm trying to do a adorable. She is adorable (laughs) and she's sweet, but ugh. (laughs) Just kidding. It's just fun to do. Um, So he. He had he had had success. He had had issues, and it was after his final tour that he he was dealing with like paranoia and stuff oh, from shit. cocaine abuse. Oh wow! So he ended up moving in with his parents because he had like had issues, and then I guess he went and had this like rebirth thing. Because yeah, he didn't he find Jesus again. He like left the U.S. and he oh, wow. he lived in different a few different countries. And he he moved to Belgium, and then he like cut way back on his drug use, and like just kind of like rebuilt his brain, and then ended up coming back and doing like some tour, but then started using cocaine Fell again, back in, huh? and then moved in with his parents, and his parents uh, got into a fight, and he got in the middle of it, and his dad shot him twice. Holy fuck! The first one was fatal, so he just shot him a second time. Damn, to make sure he was dead. Yeah, he shot him in. The I've had heart. enough of you, Marvin, since day fucking in one. In the heart and in the shoulder, and his dad was initially going to be charged. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it, it it was knocked down to manslaughter, and his dad served no time and what? just got some probation. What crazy! <laughs> he murdered his son. Well, 
Yes. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. You can be in a car and be like drunk, which, you know, technically a certain part of the law will consider you cannot make decisions anymore. So, and you, if you like killed somebody in Iraq, you're responsible for that. Mm-hmm. He willingly picked up the gun and shot the fucking guy. Twice. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. And served no yeah, time. Twice. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's like he was the, he was like Ghostface from Scream. You got to double peg him to make sure he's dead. So I do want to mention that this song was, there were a handful of times where Marvin Gaye recorded albums with female singers and they would do these duet albums. And then so, he would fuck them. <laughs> he did a, do a successful duet album in 1964. So that's when this last song came out with Mary Wells. Gotcha. She, uh, uh, God damn it, this fucking dog that just keeps pacing around. It's driving me crazy. So she, um, she was known for a hit around this time. My guy. And I just rewatched oh, uh, Sister Act 2. Guy, Nothing you can guy. do to take me away from my guy. My guy. So I ever so that, good right there at the end. That song was <laughs> extremely huge. So that was uh, that was her who he sang this song with. Wait, there was someone singing in that last song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. I, don't, I didn't notice there was. Oh, sweetheart. I know. I'm listening. I'm going to get it out of the way right now. I'm listening to the bass player and the drummer mostly during these songs. All right. Well, let's move along to your precious love. See, listen to fucking the bass players nailing it. Oh, it's. I fucking love music like this. Even I, I would say that my all-time top favorite kind, like, genre has got to be, like, 60s soul, man. It's just, <laughs> it's butter. It's, it's, it's very smooth. <sighs> it's delicious. It, it can get very dull for me after a while. Like, I can I zone out it, easily yeah, on this I think kind of it sound. can, but... I expected that the lull songs, kind of like something like this that comes down a little bit, that I wouldn't be as into it, because that's kind of what I wasn't into on the last album that I gave you. But I think that these, like, moments where they go down a little bit, where the for the ballads, I think they're better. I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy... There's really only one song on this whole album that I'm not into. And I believe that this is Mary Wells' uh, again. Really? Uh, but I could be wrong. Oh, I was going to say on the last song that I never knew that was Marvin Gaye. I have a problem with being like, that's this dude's vocal tone. I could be wrong about this being her. Because, like I said, multiple women. But you you say that again, sorry? Like, I have a problem discerning dudes of this era's voice. Like a Sam Cooke or a Marvin Gaye or an Al Green. I, I have trouble... Like, if you played me that song last time, I'd be like, I don't know who it is, but I like it. And then you would say, it's Marvin Gaye. But yeah, Marvin Gaye rules. Same with, like, Sam Cooke and Al Green. This is crazy. I mean, just to me, because just like how you can identify music that you listen to. Well, I was getting ready to back that up with, which is nuts, because I can hear a guy go, and I'm like, well, that's Glenn Benton, obviously. (laughs) To me, that's all the same. So it makes sense. I'm sure if I listened to it as much as I listen to that stuff, I'd get the ear for it. But I only hear this kind of music, which I love this kind of music. I like grew up with my mom listening to this kind of stuff, so it's not like I'm miserable by any means. Uh, I just don't ever put it on. I don't. I don't drive around to this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That makes one of us. 
Oh, but I like getting in a car with you because you do. And it like, it's my... I get my need of it through you. Now, I do listen to, like, Parliament on my own. You I'm also like super jammy. would go places with your mom and just listen to this on the radio already. So this is Mojo. just... Yeah, so it probably has that bit of nostalgia just kind of mixed in with it as well. It does. Travel. And these listens, I'm telling you, I was paying attention to the bass player the most. Wow. The drums are good. There's nothing, like, spectacular. He's just... They're always just solid. <laughs> but the bass player, even on songs like that, he gets to play the most. He gets to like... Like, he's not slouching. He gets to, like, groove. Like, the worst person who's probably got it is uh, just going, oh, 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 in the background. Well, one thing I do love about music like that, like this, and I've said it before, but I love the short and sweet songs. I do like them short. I love the three-minute Capping off around three minutes. That's the nice. Thing. You know those meme that meme where they take uh, from Predator Arnold's arm coming in, and then uh, I got a stew going. What's his name? Carl Weathers. Weathers. Carl Weathers coming in with his arm, and they like that's who that is. Oh yeah, that's from Predator. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> they're that. locking arms, and they always put like one like faction of some group or and, and another group on the other side, and then they in the middle they put like. What they, what brings the, them together? Bring them together, punk and soul music. Three minute songs. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm so glad to close that loop in your brain that that's from Predator. Yeah, I had no idea. That's the movie where uh, Arnold lied. I'm pretty sure this is true. Where Arnold lied about the size of his biceps to everyone else on the set. Oh, so they would so be everyone, less intimidated. So every no no no. So everyone wanted to show up bigger than Arnold. So they got like two inches bigger than what he told him. And then Arnold showed up and he was like six inches bigger than everyone still. And he's like, I'm the lead. You can't be bigger than me. I'm fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. But still Carl Weathers' arm in that fucking movie is gigantic. Carl Weathers could have ripped your fucking nose off. No problem. Well, he he could have ripped your chin off. No problem. Well, he did fight with uh, either an alligator or a crocodile and he did lose his hand. That's true. That Carl Weathers wearing a sweater. You don't see that beefy, beefy arm. But he also loses his entire arm in Predator. <laughs> Doesn't he? He even dies in that movie. What am I talking about? Oh, he, he I'm not talking does. about Predator. He dies in both. Uh, <laughs> just lose his part of his hand in both. Just tap it in. And then. No, wait. That's somebody else. Never mind. I almost did that black guy for black guy thing. Jeez. Whew. <laughs> All right, so he also worked with a singer who's Tammy something. Why don't I have this in front of me? I should. Faye. No, it's... You sure? It's Tammy Terrell. Tammy Terrell. What did Tammy Terrell do? I'm sure Tammy you're about Terrell to tell me. Tammy Terrell sang on this song with him, Ain't That Peculiar. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it was one of the people who he did uh, his... Um, he he did an album with her, so this is interesting information. If you're ready for this, I'm totally ready. Lay it on me, Mama. Tammy Terrell, my who, man. She they worked on a series of duets together. Ain't no mountain high enough. Your precious love. Okay, okay so right. that was the second song. That was not Mary Wells. That was her. Precious Ain't nothing like the real thing, which is also on this. Yep. You're all I need to get by. Yeah. Uh, they had many successful hits, so they were performing together in Virginia in October of 1967, and she collapsed in his arms oh. on stage. She was rushed to the hospital. They found a brain tumor. 
Oh, God. And she was, like, not able, like, it It completely... Uh, shut her down? Yeah, she was not able to perform oh, well, anymore. that's awful. And he was really sad about I mean, because, yeah, she did, like, great fucking things. She could have gone on to be, like, a queen of soul. Uh, yeah, she did many good songs with him that were she didn't very have popular. Any, she didn't have any solo? Not that hits. I know of. They were probably going to get her there, though. I would think so. Uh, but she, she ended up having... Uh, she got cancer and she Fuck. ended up dying. Fuck. Well, I figured she died, but let's see. It says that she died in 1970, so she died fewer, like it was less than three years from when she. Fuck. Uh, so she was young. Yeah, and it's he went through a a big depression after she died. He was like, I'm depressed. Ugh. My depression again is kicking in again. Well, let's not act like he wasn't uh, brutally beaten by I his know, dad it's, every day. It's insane, those stories of uh, guys from back in that day and like Michael Jackson and all those people. That It's like, no, my dad beat me to within an inch of my life. And then I did everything I could to get the fuck out of there. And that's... This dog's making me nervous. I know. She just paces and... She's messes around a, things she's not she's supposed to. All right, it's fine right here. Uh, but just like, that's where the work ethic came from that they then transfer into like getting shit done musically and like knowing if it's good enough. You know, like nothing was ever good enough. <laughs> he put out. If it's not good enough, I'll get punched in the mouth. Marvin Gaye put out an album like every single year. Really? Yeah, he, he put out a lot of albums in a short amount of time. And people did that back in the day, which they would did, also. Did he also do covers and stuff? I was people really say, like to trade songs back in the day. In the Motown era, they were kind of made I, to do that. I kind of love that, though, because then you get your own versions. and you. It is, but it's also annoying for me to go to an album and it's like, oh, so you oh, did that song. that's the one I wanted. But I prefer this other person's version. Or when you say the, uh, okay, Google, up front to play some music and you you say a song title and then it plays the version you don't want. That's weird. Usually if you just say the song title, it will usually play the version that you're most used to. But if you say the song title and the artist's name, it'll play some like more obscure or like live version. It's like, I didn't fucking ask for this. Or like the bass dub mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was such a bullshit Or some croc. like YouTube playlist that someone created. All right. Remember back in the C- CDs and back in the day, they would put like European bass dub mix. And it's like, there's just like this sound in it. And that's it. <laughs> it's like, oh, so I bought this CD for that. I already had the CD three times before. You motherfuckers, you're lucky you added one new picture in here. You are lucky <laughs> you got my money already. All right, let's let's play the next song because we have a bunch to get through. If I could build my whole world around you. This song has been in my head so much this week, and I didn't expect that it would. I didn't like the low end. It was a little too much, and that kick drum was going. Boom, boom. Although it has that tone anyway. It was just a little too much in my ear. Um, this is a song that didn't like stick with me. I also like didn't recognize it because some of these songs, I was like, I probably heard this, but it's just not stuck in my brain. But there was a lot of songs that I was like, Oh yeah, this fucking song. 
I didn't know Marvin Gaye sang this. Interesting. You know, you can hear that Tammy Terrell singing. She's got a good... That's a female voice that I'm on board for 100%. It's so... It just works for the time. It does. Like for the for type the of music. It doesn't have, like, that fake, phony, theatrical sound to it that I can't stand. Because, unfortunately, a lot of white women uh, fall prey to. <laughs> and they sound good together. Mm-hmm. It's like It's almost like that Jerry Cantrell... Uh, Lane, Lane Staley. Staley mix where they just found two voices that you're like, oh, damn, that works. I think it's really interesting to realize that his voice works really well with female vo- vocals. So to just kind of lean into that, I mean, maybe it was something more pushed by Barry Gordy because he did eventually sign with Motown and he fucking hated it. <laughs> he and Barry Gordy. Did, did anybody <clears throat> like Motown? Uh, that worked for him? Michael loved Barry Gordy before they had the falling out. I don't remember what that falling out was around, but or about, but he, so he... Barry was upset about all the children he kept. Barry was a businessman, and he wanted... He was a very moderately view... Like, he had moderate views, and there were a lot of conservative white people who were enjoying this era of... Yeah, safe... Safe African music, in a way. Yeah, so Marvin was known to be a little rough ra- around the edges as far as his oh. uh, his Sexuality? views went. With with being like op- more open about his... like Not open about his sexuality, because he wasn't gay, but just kind of being more like, this like, is who I am. I'm going to unbutton my shirt, and I'm going to show you my chest, baby. Like, Barry Gordon did not like the songs when they became like sexual. Barry Gordon? Barry Gordy, uh, he when it became like more sexual, and when he came out with like what's going on because it was considered political and oh, liberal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barry thought that it would uh, cause problems, which it eventually kind of did. But we'll get wow. to that when we get to it. Uh, let's move along to the next song. That's the way love is, and I understand for a lot of people that these songs might just kind of run together. But uh, can I do something to the song? Okay. Heard it through the grapevine? Yeah. Well, he already does that song. I know. It just has that. It's like a step over. But I love the sound. The bass is kicking ass. This gives me, which again, you're not going to know, but there's a song by Bill Withers. It's not like as. It's not one of the main ones that everyone knows. I fucking love Bill Withers. Anything I've ever heard is awesome. And it, this song gives me vibes of a Bill Withers song. Oh, I, I want to talk about Marvin Gaye's voice. I love the like graggle he's got in there. There's like some distortion almost going on in his voice while being smooth. So smooth. It's almost like a lot of those older uh, black guys had just this like graggle on their voice, like they smoked a lot of cigarettes. But they still had such like good, smooth, strong voices that it didn't like make it. It just made it sound better. Well, it was numbed by cocaine, from what <laughs> I've read. So he could. Lot, I love a lot of those old soul guys' voices. I like uh, soul women's voices a lot more too than mm-hmm. like pop. Uh, you don't like Britney Spears' voice? No. I don't either. I, I never don't. have. And I can even take it like up to. The current black artists, like I don't like Beyonce's voice either. I think she's very overrated. Uh, you did enjoy when we listened to 
that song with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. You said that you liked her voice because she doesn't, she's not like a real try-hard person with her voice. You don't remember, I take it. I don't remember, but I'm glad I said something positive. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded you more of like the simplistic, just using your voice and not trying to sound like something else. And I like that. It's just more like this is who I am. I'm not trying to be oh, a thing and have the, a Oh, okay. Like not falling victim to. Yeah, because it started here almost. with these people. And then everyone is just trying to like emulate or do a version of something that inspired them, which I mean, that's all we're all doing. Right. But it started with this stuff. Right. So. And I'll, I could argue too that like go to a big Beyonce like blowout Beyonce show, bash. like a big blowout show with all the effects. You could get somebody like this just with a microphone and just a band, and this would still feel more powerful to me. I would agree. Of, of this era, of this style, of this soul, of this feel, this just fits well with my body. I'm not saying what she does is wrong or that she's untalented. Obviously, she's very talented. Yeah. Or else she wouldn't be where she is. But You would connect more with this. But this just feels like to connect almost like the working man, the working class more. Like it's bare. It feels like real people. Well, he was so he was born in D.C. and he lived in like government housing and stuff. And he lived in housing, housing, and just he always lived poor. Well, I think you growing can, up. I think you can feel it. Yeah, and which is good, especially with his inner city blues song that he also wrote. But that's so the thing is, is that he. He just didn't end up having a great relationship with Barry Gordy. He even married a Gordy. Oh, wow. And I'm not sure it exactly. I don't know if it was like his daughter or something, but it like the marriage didn't last. Uh, he didn't like the control that Barry tried to have and how Barry would like fight him. And there were times when Barry was like, I'm not going to release. I don't remember if it was the What's Going On album. And then he was just like, well, I'm not going to give you any music <laughs> until you release this. So wow. then they so then they caved. So, like, he didn't have a great relationship with Motown and hated them. So he had a career. Like, he, was, he put out some more albums after his Motown era. Good. But this is just the Motown era. Sounds like he was almost being stifled as an artist. Like, I've got things to say, dude. I'm going to jump ahead because you say that that couldn't be more the truth. So I guess that um, this is awful. So he had been working on an album and it says here in the fall of that year, someone stole a master tape of a rough draft of the album from one of his traveling musicians and Motown remixed the album and released it. And Marvin didn't even know that that was like happening until it had been released. And he was like, what? you fucking stole this from me. And it wasn't ready. Yeah. So he, he ended up hating. Yeah. Motown that's by the end. Fuck. Oh, he, he vowed not to record any more music for them. Fuck that shit. Right. Man. Like it's not ready. Mm-hmm. Someone just this is stole a work in a fucking tape. progress, mm-hmm. and now you're gonna take over and do your own dumb fucking mix that's gonna fit whatever current is selling right now. Fuck you, Barry right? Gordy. Fuck you. It's hard when you read stuff like that for it to not just sour it for you. So then when I got to that, I was like, oh no, but we're listening to a whole Motown collection. Like, but it's Ugh. but it's such good music. Yeah, but, but to know that they did that, that to him, that sucks because we're in an era now where. Control is really being given to the artist. Mm-hmm. You can do it yourself. You don't make nearly if as much do, money, but you don't you make have much your money. Control. But it's yours. Mm-hmm. You own it. It's yours. No one's in your fucking. Ear. I mean, you can get in that 
job where someone is in your ear, but if you want to do your own fucking thing, you can. That time, it seems like you almost had to. You had to go to record labels to get your shit out. So as an artist, you would just be like, this double fucking edge. So this is the guy with the money. This is the guy who can get shit done. This is the guy with the microphones. This is the guy with everything. And he won't do it the way I fucking want to do it. The artist, the guy who's got the vision. <laughs> it's crazy. He said that he accused the label of Rush releasing the album, of course. And yeah. he compared his, un- he, he considered it an unfinished album. He compared it to an unfinished Pablo Picasso painting. Yeah. It doesn't make fucking sense. I agree. Why would you want the unfinished product? I wouldn't. And I wouldn't. It's also just a slap in the fucking artist's face. It's a very big slap. And you're supposed to have faith in your artist. Why wouldn't you just... Unless they're costing you a lot of money, and they're obviously like, I still don't think you should steal their art. I think you should just cut off ties. Mm-hmm. If someone's obviously taking advantage of you, that's fine to take some action. But if you you sign an artist to let them be an artist, that's what I would think. And now you might be able to point them in directions and give them channels that they never had before and things like that. But you hired the fucking artist. Let him be the artist. <laughs> you like them for a reason. You uh, want that Marvin voice. Right. And, and Marvin became a very big seller for Motown. He was very successful. These songs were very successful and made a lot of money for that company. I mean, what's so, going on? And uh, let's get it on. Even just all these so huge. far. Ain't that peculiar? Oh. Was a huge hit. Like all... Uh, the next song, You're All I Need to Get By, that he did with Miss Tammy Terrell. Oh, here comes TT. Double T. Oh, and then you get these smooth vocals right in the beginning of Marvin. I love, I fucking love Marvin Gaye. Always have. <laughs> Can you turn it up a little bit? It's so low for me. Not so low, but lower than usual. Thank you. But that little bit was noticeable. Uh, every listen, all I was listening to was the <laughs> that bass. Is like, yeah, he's solid. <laughs> Never listening to the vocals. Not really. Uh, I do notice the vocals on parts like this. I'm like, I'm more of an extreme guy, so when it's mellow, I kind of channel out and I find what's the most extreme thing going on right now, which was the bass. But I love it when they kick in and can do that like little belty thing. Mm-hmm. And they just had, like, good rhythms back in the day. Like, it just feels like good groove and souls, and they're taking, like... It's just fun. I love Listen to that stick click. That, this. Listen to that Marvin Gaye voice. Fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was about to be like, and then the bass kicks in, Joe. It's just <laughs> funny that we're, we just li- always well, listening to something different. But what's good about it is we're appreciating the whole album by the end of it. I think so. I think we're just appreciating it from different angles. I also sometimes think that... Uh, I wish microphones... We're a little bit fuller on some voices sometimes. Sometimes I think Marvin Gaye's voice gets a little buried in the mix, and I don't think turning it up would have fixed the problem. I think turning it up, you would just be like, oh, it's just too loud. I don't think he had a very aggressive voice. He wasn't like Otis Redding, who had a very aggressive, raspy voice. I'll pretend to know, because like I said earlier, I can't tell. <laughs> Otis Redding had, like, the, he like would scream a lot. And- I do the, ah! Do you remember Love Man? We would oh, do that yeah. song. Okay. 
See, that's the thing. If you played it for me or told me a song, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that voice is sweet. I feel like during the, the break, I need to come up with songs from different soul guys and see if you can guess who who is who. Please. And I'll give you, like, a list, and you'll have to... Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. We'll do this. I like it. A little game. Yeah. Which we have to be kind of quick, because we have a... We have a niece coming over today. We have today. a niece visiting. Well, her cat more than anyone. She wants to see that cat. meet the new dog. I'm going to show her more death metal than she's ever seen in her life. Oh, yeah, because she's our little death metal niece, apparently. I guess she's listening to Infinite Annihilator. I think that's what the band is called. I don't called. know what the fuck that is. It's a band that goes like this. It's something, that's why I don't know what it is. It's fine with me. <sighs> All right, we're going to listen to two more songs before we take a break. We're going to listen to a song here that uh, I enjoy very much called Be... I can't talk. I'll be doggone. I'll be doggone. I can't talk. Sometimes a tambourine just brings everything together. That's my mom playing that tambourine. I wish. (laughs) Your mom always wanted to be the tambourine player. Yeah, she would always be like, let me know when Corpuside needs that tambourine player. Corpuseedin? Corpuseedin. You guys were all on Corpuseedin. I wish I would have. Remember Corpuseedin? During sexy times, I should have said to you when I was in Corpuside, you want some of my (laughs) Corpuseedin? I'm sure that's been used by some people in the band. Hey, other band members who... Are not listening to this right now. I'm Let sh- me know. I'm sure that they were when maybe someone was like, give me that corpus semen. Put that corpus <laughs> semen all over my face. I just remember people, uh, that one, uh, we should be in an emo band, call ourselves Corpa Cried. No, that was, yeah, I think that was like Chris Heil or something. I think it was. It was yeah. classic. I've, called, I've said Corpa Cried ever since. Uh, Good baby. reference. Baby. Now, this is a song I definitely knew. Now, there's a part. Here's where I get confused in my head. I don't know what songs I know because of you or what I heard on Mojo and Growing Up. This is a song I've always listened you to. You this around me. I know you have. I've always really enjoyed this song. And Ain't That Peculiar. I've always enjoyed that song quite a bit as well. The songs that are, you know, more upbeat and stuff, I enjoy. Because you, a lot of times, people who don't listen to music like this, when they think of Marvin Gaye, they think of Let's Get It On. Oh, yeah. And that's about it. Oh, yeah. Maybe what's going on. Maybe. Maybe. But you don't usually think about this stuff, the stuff that he did before he got more political and opinionated. And he talks about how... A woman should try to be everything her man wants her to be. Listen to me, and if you talk back, I will hit you in the face he, with a He literally said, I don't want much. I just want you to be true to me. So all you need to do is just be true to him. That's and, and that's it. So you can just don't cheat on him, but you can uh, treat him like absolute dog shit otherwise. <laughs> I did think during these songs where he's like, I'll do anything for you and I love you and stuff like that. I was like, I wonder how many times he's hit a woman. <laughs> well, probably more than you think. That was just what they also just oh. did that. And oh. It's crazy. I think a lot. <laughs> Women were put in their place. And that wasn't just something that we say nowadays as a joke because it's not reality. That was very much reality back in the day. Yeah. You remember that? Well, of course you remember. But in that Temptations movie, when David Ruffin goes and like grabs his woman's arm and like, Hits her later. That that's like what put in my mind that like all soul dudes and anybody of that era did. That like and growing up now I'm like, oh, 
Most older people were monsters. They did cocaine and beat their wives. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And they were all and then infidels. The wi- and then the wife was, oh, the wife, the wife was taking like uh, diet pills and stuff. So she's like all methamphetamine out and just being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just smoking cigarettes, taking care of the kids while <laughs> the men go and philander out all on right, the road. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a month of a trial version of a classic 60s families. You're going to do methamphetamines. I'm going to do cocaine. And I'm going to beat you. And we'll see how things work out by the end of one month. Why do I have to do the one where sores are going to be all over my face? Because, baby, those sores are going to make you beautiful. I guess I'll take any addition to see if it works. We're going to listen to one more song before we take a break. Here is Marvin's version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Yeah. And I believe Of I, course he stole this from the California Raisins. Yeah, sure, he stole it. Uh, I believe I read that this was either his first number one or it was... It did go to number one for him. This was a very... It was very good. And honestly, I think I prefer this version over the Temptations version. I know we're going to break after this, but can you please play a little taste of the Temptations yeah, version? Yeah, that would be the best way to do it, because okay. I don't have anything lined up to play. because this sounds so good, I can't remember what the other version sounds like, or if they're very similar. I don't know. But the one I'm used to is this, like, I remember these violins and stuff. So this might be the one that I prefer and am used to as well. Except for the raisins. <laughs> Except for the raisins, <laughs> which was the Temptations. Is that the Temptations yeah. version? Okay. Uh, Helen, my neighbor who used to babysit me, she had like all the California raisins, those little bendy, those little rubber bendy guys that you oh, yeah. get. Oh, man, I would play with the raisins all the time. I would, and I would think, I heard it through the grapevine. Why am I not seeing? Am I just? Maybe I just conf- made that wrong. Did you make episode. that up? I must have. I swore that this was a Temptations song, but it looks like it's not. But how did wow. they not do it? Unless it was just the I heard it through the grapevine because they did that later as the raisins. Maybe. I gotta get to the bottom of this. That's what I'm thinking. No, it was on. And now that was on Cloud Nine in 1969, so maybe they covered it. Well, well this is a good song. <laughs> I enjoy it. Oh, uh, this is a uh, one of those songs that deserves it permeating throughout like society. Okay, so this, yeah, I would agree. I feel like everyone, unless you're a child now, I suppose you don't probably don't know this. You don't know it, but you probably heard the phrase. I heard it through the grapevine. Okay, so this was originally recorded by the Miracles. There also it's may truly a miracle be a recording with the Isley Brothers. You guys want to jam to some Isley Brothers? Um, let's see. Oh, reading sounds coming from Michelle's brain. It says that Marvin Gaye's version is the second known recording. Okay. Okay. And the most notorious, I would say, I think. Well, Gladys Knight and the Pips did it as well. Those fucking... The Pips? Yeah. I love the Gladys Knight and the Pips. Should we call Gladys Knight and the Jerks as far as I'm concerned? Okay, so yeah, so they did do a version later. So I don't know why I always... 
always thought that the There's Temptations, uh, you want to hear CCR doing it? <laughs> I probably have. Oh, you have. Let's just uh, let's just listen to a couple of versions real quick before we go to let's break. Do it. Why let's not? Give samples of grapevine. It's like we went to a vineyard and they gave us samples of wine. We'll do that with this song. We'll hear CCR. Oh damn it! I was gonna guess who it was. Oh, I'm sorry. You'd be able to figure it out. Let me guess. This creative Clearwater revival. Hey, can someone send me a? Hold on. Definitely oh, I heard fucking this. definitely know this. I probably heard. I, w- I may have heard this just as much. Yeah, I would say maybe even more for the area that we live in. I'm very familiar with this version, and yeah. it's good. I don't. Are, how do you feel about CCR? I don't know that we've ever really broken this down. CCR is one of those bands that, like, I feel like hillbillies are supposed to like it, but I've never heard a CCR song that I've been like, pretty good song. I've always been like, it's a pretty good song. And I like his voice, even though it's like, I like it because it's aggressive. I think I like CCR, <laughs> I enjoy CCR. I've thought about bringing them to the table before. So here's the temptation. So yeah, I think I'm completely incorrect. I am familiar with those two versions. This, this is a Temptations version? Yeah, this sounds like Cloud9. It has this. Oh, will you turn this up? Wow. I think I was originally familiar with the, the California Raisins, though. Well, we're going to sample that here in a minute, too. Well, isn't that the, I mean, that's the Temptations. It's just not this exactly. But did but. they do that version? I don't know this version. No, this is the later. This is the Cloud9 album. This is later on in their career. So this is after David Ruffin is, is he's not even in the, van, in the band anymore. This is like the newer. It's very Temptations. Later years. I can hear. I can see them doing little dance moves where they pretend to spray perfume on themselves. <laughs> that scene from that Temptations. There are many, many scenes from that Temptations movie no just way. stuck in my here head. Here we go. I heard it through the grapevine. California raisins. Here we go. It's actually on here. I didn't think it would be. And then we'll just uh, go out to break on this. I love it. That one raisin wearing the sunglasses. Maybe they all wore sunglasses. They're all just like slowly walking the exact same way, just side to side. It side was to claymation side. too. Uh huh. Sounds good. Still, the Marvin Gaye is just the best. Yeah. I wonder who sang the California Raisins. Like, who it was. I don't know. I thought that the Temptations had something to do with it, at least for a TV special, but maybe not entirely. I feel like they at least did for that Here We Come a Waffling Claymation Christmas <laughs> special. Come a waffling. I don't know. We're going to go to break. Please. I'm going to read everything I can about the California reasons while we're on break. And you need to make a game for me to guess I soul do. people. I do. I'm here. All right. Sweet. I'm here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. We'll be back. Bye. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. 
Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Guess that melody! So here's the thing. The Duracell bunny was actually first. What? And it was a commercial of the Duracell bunny. Then they lost the trademark in 88, I believe, maybe 80-something. Don't quote me on the year, but it's in the 80s. They lost the trademark. They just let it go because it was just a little one-off kind of thing. So then Energizer made a parody of the Duracell bunny. The Duracell bunny stops working, and the Energizer bunny keeps on going. And then Duracell tries to bring the bunny back, but they can only do it in other countries. Energizer gets the fucking pink bunny in the U.S. Energizer bunny is way better Way after you showed me the picture of the Duracell <laughs> bunny. That thing sucks. The Energizer bunny makes more sense, and he has the drum. I think that the uh, Duracell bunny had a drum as well. It's a total parody of the Duracell bunny. Interesting. Very interesting. Welcome to Guess That Melody. <laughs> we are Welcome. here to do the things that we do because neither one of us wanted to think of anything to do. So here we Creatively. are. Creatively. <laughs> yeah, we have dead brains and uh, we both and worked. busy fucking lives, man. Yeah, we both uh, worked more than eight hours today, yeah. so... Let's, I uh, keep getting sucked in into painting again, goddammit. But anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and do this. I'll go ahead and technologically send you what uh, is about ready to happen. Let me know if you receive it. I assume that, that you... That was fast. It's very fast. It's faster than usual. I would I would not be surprised if you know this song, but I still sent it to you because that's what I thought of, so here we go. Okay. <clears throat> the lyrics, everyone, are this. I'm going to be somebody... One of these days, I'm going to break these chains. I'm going to be somebody. Someday, you can bet your hard-earned dollar, I will. Hmm. Any guesses of like genre or gender or band or solo artist, anything? Um, my first inclination was, it, the lyric-wise, it's like a, a pink, powerful song. Oh, okay. Like a women empowerment song, or like I thought of that. Uh, I think it's Alicia Keys, where she's like, "I'm a survivor." That's Destiny's Child. Oh, okay. It shows, shows how much I know. But anyway, I'm getting that vibe off of it. Okay. I honestly don't. Uh, let me read this again. I'm gonna be somebody one of these days. I'm gonna break these chains. I'm gonna be somebody someday. You can bet your hard-earned dollar, I will. <laughs> it doesn't. <sighs> It doesn't rhyme very well. It doesn't rhyme at all. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to be somebody one of these days when I break these sheets. Okay, here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. I'm going to be somebody. One of these days I'm going to break these chains. Be somebody. Someday you can bet your heart on dollar. I will. <laughs> How did that sound for you? I mean, it sounded great, but it was so far <laughs> off. Everything was so far off. But I absolutely love that that's where you went with it. That's, that's why this is so much fun to me. Uh, yeah, everything was incorrect. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and listen to the, a solo country artist. <laughs> 
I think I took it more country than I was trying to in my execution. I was afraid it would be so country when you saw the lyrics, but I understand what you saw also. So yeah. here is the song I'm going to be somebody by Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. I'm on oh! be somebody. <laughs> Have you ever heard this? No, I don't think so. I knew those two went together. Oh, I was hoping he was going to go, Hard-earned dollar I will. (laughs) 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 Well, that was a nice try. I applaud you for... I applaud you for your effort. I said it was way off, but it was worth it, as always. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, the unfortunate thing of always trying to connect. Doughboy. Doughboy? Oh, boy. The little uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. I got to make sure I don't have this planned. Oh, shit. I don't hear yes. anything. I'm just kidding. I, I totally do. But I took my headphones out, so you do. Oh, my God. It's so loud. I couldn't hear a song. Whoops. I just heard this talking, so I don't. Uh, nothing was ruined for me song-wise because I didn't actually hear a song. I, I set up the Tourette's guy talking about Colgate to play. Oh, did you really? Bluetooth kicked in. Well, yeah. I took my headphones. Can I put my earbuds back in? Oh, shit. You didn't get to hear it? No, I took them out. I just started talking. Oh, you don't have to take those out. All right. You ready for some Lyricanos? I, mm-hmm. Okay. Here you go. Sending it over those. Internet waves, baby. After I chose to give you that Travis Tritt song, it was really hard for me to not sing it out loud. It was just, it was just constantly in my head. It's still in my head. I still want to sing it right I now. I almost did that in front of you one time. I went to the front room and I was what like, What the fuck hey. is this? Why is this so long? It's pretty long, but it's pretty important. But there are two different parts. Is this all actually? It's all, I would consider one section of the song. This is insane compared to what insane. I gave you. I gave you four simple lines. <laughs> all right, here we go. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You'll fire your musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand. There's no turning back. The bulge... Oh, the bugle. (laughs) The bulge. (laughs) Uh, Dyslexia is fun. Uh, The bugle sounds, the charge begins, but on this battlefield, no one wins. The smell of acid... Wait, acrid? Yes, Uh, acrid. Acrid is... I don't know what that is. The smell of acrid smoke and horse's breath as I plunge on into an into certain death. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. So this is, this is, uh, this is what I'm saying. This is metal. What? <laughs> this is a man. What? But it's a band, but it's definitely a band of fellas. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I have truly no this idea, is, but I'm This gonna... is why I chose such a long one because you doing it is the fun part. <laughs> All right, this is what I have. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You'll fire your musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you'd better stand. There's no turning back. The, the, oh God, the dog is tickling me. Go away. Go away. The bugle sounds. The charge begins. But on this battlefield, no one wins 
the smell of acrid smoke and horse's breath as I plunge on into certain death. Oh, oh! <laughs> oh, oh! I feel like for some reason that that felt more spoken word to me in a song than actually a part that's being sung. So I don't know. That's why I went in that direction. Okay. Well, I mean, you're always correct that it's pretty much dudes, and it's uh, it's always in metal. But I'm trying not to do death metal, so this is what I would call power metal, and one of the most important power metal uh, slash metal bands. I want out more there. slow goth. Uh, this is a classic metal band. Would you like to take one guess? Like classic. I'm not talking Metallica or Slayer. I'm talking like even more classic than them. Black Sabbath? Iron Maiden. The song is called The Trooper. Here you go. He sings a lot of it, Michelle. It's not spoken at all. You'll take my life, but I'll take your Yours time. too. You'll if fire I'll your musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're for <laughs> exactly the, the same. <laughs> you better stand. There's no turning back. The bulge. <laughs> Here's my favorite part coming up. is because you just went... Oh, oh, and it's so important. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Bam. That was it. Bam Margera. Back out doing his thing. <laughs> right. I was going to say the same thing. It sucks because I want him to be better. I do too, especially after watching that interview of him and Steve-O. What yeah. the fuck, Bam? But even at the end of that Steve-O thing, he was like, uh, he's back in rehab. It's, uh, he, he relapsed. Terrible. So it's just what he do. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. But we do appreciate you hanging out for another little uh, installment of... Guess that... Day. Oh, my God! Coming back with a little post Motown, Marvin Gaye, some sexual healing. Barry Gordy would not have liked this at all. Lick all the go down, go down. I believe that this is what he came back with after going on his little like spiritual awakening thing, trying to evade the IRS. We're back. We are back. The dog is still pacing around. When will it stop? <laughs> it never will. She's it's, just going to go lay on my bed, which I hate. Which? Hey, yeah. come here. Come here. Just lay down next to me, stupid. Yeah, yeah, lay down next to me. She's not doing it. You like to call her stupid. I, I like to call her dingus or I call, dingleberry. I call all of the animals stupid, and it's Colin Quinn's fault. <laughs> it is Colin. You call me stupid from time to time. <laughs> and I don't mean it like in that no, way. No, you don't like, mean it like mean. You just mean it like... Come on, dummy. Like giving, like, like giving shit. Yeah, but it's not like... It's not real. I would never actually be like... You stupid motherfucker. Like, I would never say that yeah. to you. But, yeah. Well, you'll say it in casual conversation. <laughs> because I love New York comics, and they're so mean and nasty. They're and nasty. They're nasty. And uh, Colin Quinn will just call everyone stupid, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. I love stupid. it. Stupid. Hey, I'm Colin Quinn, 
This is the first time I've tried to impersonate. No, this is a true. That's person. a really bad uh, Colin Quinn. <laughs> Here we go. This is my real impersonation of Colin Quinn. So I went to the city store, and then it would Because you can never understand Colin Quinn. He's got a graggly voice. He does mumble. Oh, he's got a bad, bad mumble. It's great. So let's get into this little game I like to call Sam Doesn't Know Black oh, Artists. Yes. Yeah. Sam's a racist. You're not a racist. You just <laughs> don't know the difference between black I voices. To it all the time. My eye keeps like twitching randomly, Ooh, and it's it's horrible. Eye, huh? It's horrible. It's the left one. It's the one that's closest to you. So I don't know why it keeps doing that. Twitch, twitch, twitch. <sighs> so uh, twitch, yeah. So <laughs> all right. So hey, you. That was the first episode we ever did. That is, and I actually didn't write these names down, and I need to do okay, that. Please so please write me need multiple choice. Multiple choice. That's what they used to call it back in the day when you had to use a number two pencil. Mm-hmm. On That's your, we, we, it was called I-Step for us. I don't know what it's called now. We had I think they still I-step. call that because it's the Indiana like, testing, standardized testing thing. Indiana Standardized Testing Environmental Protection. Is that what it stood for? I believe so. So, Sam, I wrote four names down. Okay. Michelle, I'm reading four names now. All right, and then you are going to oh, God. guess which one it oh, is boy. out of... What are the names that I gave you? Sam Cook, hey. Oh, sorry, Cook. I read that. Who word. also <laughs> added the E to his name to stand out and be different okay. in uh, his in his career. But the E Put is... A little artistry on it, as they yes, say. Yes, Cook, hey. uh, <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Otis Redding, Al... <laughs> God damn. Sam Cook, Otis Redding, Al Green, Wilson Pickett. Take a motherfucking knife and stick it. Now it's take a knife and stick it in your motherfucking eye. Wilson Pickett, take a knife and stick it in your motherfucking throat, bitch. Throat, bitch. I could never remember what the I can't get it out right unless I go out. Do it like this and have to lean my head back and say it like this. All right, so I'm going to play a song, and you are going to tell me who the artist is. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. First one. Slayer. I know this song too. It's a different version, though. I think. I think that's Wilson Pickett. Take a motherfucking or I can stick it. Okay. Do you want to write like a number next to it so we can? Uh... My first get for number one. All right, that, that was Wilson Pickett. Take a knife and stick it in your motherfucking throat, bitch. Well, at least that's my guess. Okay, right? yeah. yeah, that's your guess. All right. I feel the, like I'm already wrong. The next song, we're going to come in here. Al Green. No, no. You're thinking so. Yeah, I'm still going Al Green. And oh, you're, you're caking on Your cheeks are getting red like you're getting mad at me. No, I, <laughs> I really like that song. Actually, that song I requested during uh, when my best friend got married the first time. Uh, they requested some songs during the reception, and that was one that I suggested. And then their marriage ended. <laughs> you ruined it with that Al Green song. I sure did. <laughs> All right, so here is what is next.
That's Sam Cooke. So all I have left is Otis Redding for the fourth. But let me hear you the fourth, hear unless in case I want to be like, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Fuck. Let me go into the. I could have seen fuck. Four, I think this is Al Green. All right, I'm switching. I think this is Al Green. And just by default, I guess I'll give that other one Otis Redding. And I don't know the order. Oh, yeah, because you have them here. Okay, so the first song that you said was Wilson Pickett was this song. Was A Change Is Gonna Come. And this is another song that's been done by more than one person on this list. Okay, yeah, I've, I've known this song. I had to learn this song. And you said that this was Wilson Pickett. This is my guess, yes. Okay, this is... I'll give it a second. This beautiful voice died in a plane crash oh, with the Barkays. Sam Cooke? No, this no, is wait, Otis, Otis Redding. Redding. He died. Yeah, damn it. So did Sam Cooke, but Sam Cooke got shot. Yeah. <laughs> did every one of these meet a terrible they ending? They had a terrible, <laughs> terrible short lives. All right. And then the second song that I have here is Nothing Can Change This Love. And you said this was? I said this was Otis Redding. Is this Wilson Pickett? This is a man who is shot by a woman. This Sam is Cook. Sam Cook. <laughs> you got every single one of these wrong. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know. You got all of them fucking wrong. Uh, I just, I'm going through it. Uh, this, six, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. We did this album. This is Wilson Pickett, which I think you did this. Didn't you? Uh, you said this was Sam Cook. So this was Sam Cook. And, and then lastly, we had, which you did get correct because you changed actually. Oh, I did end up, end up correct by the end. This is Al Green. Yes. I felt, I feel like I remember Al Green had this kind of thing. Oh, and then he became a Reverend Al Green. So, yeah. irreverent Al Green. Irreverent Al Green. <laughs> Well, you get... Uh, All right, at least I got one. You you did by the end. I, I thought that that might change when you got Al Green at the end. But yeah, you really are not able to identify these voices. I'm really And not. to me, they sound so different. Oh, they all sound different. I just don't listen to it enough to... Yeah. To know who it is. I say that... Except for Al Green. I had a... I, at the sound, and I knew that song too. Well, I knew all these songs, but and I would like to say that that I liked all of it. They Aww. all have they all have voices that are like you feel. It's a, it's they all have working class voices. I love this music. <laughs> I truly do. It's so good. All and right. when we saw that Otis Redding plane, I in, uh, I had tears in my eyes. It was intense to see. Like, oh, they just found pieces of it, and then was it his little sweatshirt? That they had it there. It, it was, was Sam, Sam Cook's little sweat. He was little just a little, he's a little guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with tiny. a powerful voice. Do you remember that? Uh, which we've talked about all this on the podcast. But the oh, James, yeah, James Brown, Brown sex suit, or <laughs> 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 just a like brown full body suit that just had sex written in the middle. That was black, but either way, it was definitely oh, it was funny. Black in like sequins. It said sex in like silver sequins. It's wild because <laughs> all that stuff was just done by a seamstress, and it does not look like it's. Oh, up close, it's garbage. It, uh, it, it looks like costume stuff that you'd find from a costume store. But why store. wouldn't you make it? I mean, it's for stage. 
Yeah, it's true. Everyone's seeing it from afar, and, and that's you, all that matters. And if you rip it, you want to be able to uh, fix it real easy. You don't want to be like, fuck out, a $600 leotard. <laughs> all right, so we still have a chunk of songs to get through, so let's uh, get back into Too Busy Think About My Baby. Uh-huh. Back in with that mellow, I think Tammy Terrell stuff. I got time to think about well, staying here. This is the song that I think has been getting actually stuck in my head. She does not fucking listen to me for a second. She also doesn't understand English. Clem, come. Yes, she does. She does when she wants to. <laughs> she just cowers around me a lot and ignores me because she she's a go cunt. lay in your bed. I understand it's the most comfortable place to be in the house. That's why I spend more time in it than I should. But she can fuck off. She's a dog. True. She. I. I Everything am, you have said is correct. I am not okay with a dog going. And she did it earlier. You let her outside during the break, and she came in and laid right down, and not even like just on my bed, like around where I put my head, like on the top half of my bed. It's like you just went outside, you just did whatever, and He's then got you're just grass like, and dirt paws and walked in, and now you got piss dribble guaranteed coming off of you. <laughs> why? Why? It's like I like to torture myself, and that's why I wanted to get a dog because this was, oh, it was all, all me. you. It was all you. And then she doesn't. She kind of likes me. She obsesses <laughs> over you. She doesn't fucking listen to a word I say. She drives me fucking crazy, and then and then I express my irritation and then I just sound like a mean person because how can I not like a dog? Dogs are just the best thing in the world. Michelle, you're just you're such a monster. Well, if you had to deal with a brand new dog that was clearly not taken care of very well before, you would understand. And some of you do get it. I was going to say, I think everybody's had an annoying dog in their life. Well, and my dad specifically, he and his wife have taken in other dogs multiple times, I think, that haven't been taken care of. So and I think that happens to a lot of people. You just kind of get someone else's mistake. <laughs> well, with time, this dog is going to be fine. And like I said earlier, and we talked be. about earlier, when she gets old, old, and she just like... She'll probably just, be wonderful. She's just going to be a nice, loungy, sweet dog. I just don't have the energy for... A, and I didn't want a dog her age, but it just kind of happened like that. And she's just young and energetic and a lab... Which I love, but goddamn, needy, needy, needy. I have to be around someone, all, except for right now when we're doing this. She needs to go away, apparently, and lay in my fucking bed and put <laughs> peace spots on it. Because dogs are fucking nasty. Anyway, Tammy Torelli's You know why cats are allowed in my bed? Because they bathe themselves every goddamn day. Like a person. And it would be even harder to keep them off. <laughs> And they're welcome because I love them more. Let's be real. I'm not even fucking around. I am a cat person. My personality and the way that I live my life is kind of stationary. And it's it's very cat lady friendly. Like I'm I am fine sitting on my ass with cats just crawling all over me, wanting love and affection and rubbing on me. Like, yeah, think, you're my best friend. I think the word fine you meant preferred. Correct. <laughs> and some people would find that to be absolutely fucking irritating. Like, stay away from me. But they love when a dog is up their ass. So it's tomato, tomato, baby. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I love the dog. I love on her constantly. I've spent so much goddamn money That's on this dog. That's what I was going to say. You're not a monster. <laughs> like you said, you can sound like an asshole. But you fucking, you are very sweet to that dog. A dog lays in bed with you a lot. 
she does like me. I'm just not you. She doesn't prefer me and I don't prefer her. And, <laughs> and that's our relationship. And that's fine because we like each other, but we're just not our num- each other's number one. And, I just and here wish- I am stuck as number one. <laughs> I just wish she'd fucking listen to me. You don't have to prefer me to fucking listen to me. I I am I could make you I could make it to where you don't eat anymore. <laughs> I could literally take I mean, I just bought her more treats today. I could I give her treats every fucking day. If you think that I don't take care of this dog, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I bought this dog a $70 bed that she doesn't use. <laughs> I fucking care about this dog. Ugh frustration opinions i'm full of them and she loves me <laughs> i do oh i meant the dog <laughs> oh okay yeah she really does she does a lot i love you hey i love you sam who has bad dreams and wakes everyone in the house up oh, at man, ridiculous I- hours because <laughs> because that's in it why are our dreams always just us hurting each other because i guess it's our greatest fear because we just love each other so much. Aww. Everything else in my life I can like fix, but the thought of you like looking at me and saying I'm done, it's like I, I don't have a screwdriver to fix that. <laughs> what can so, I do? So what I do is when I have these dreams, you of, cry in front of me. You just walked in, in in this dream, and this was the most real one because most of the time it gets like weirdly cartoony like cartoony and, and stuff. Yeah. This one you just looked at and you were like, I want a divorce, and then I immediately went. <laughs> and everyone in the house woke up and heard that. And that's always what it sounds like. It's literally just you like, oh, ah! that's an exact impression. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It is very jarring, <laughs> very jarring. But it's it's something but it's sweet. <laughs> I don't. It's not always about me. Sometimes it's about corpuside. I'm sorry, huh? corpus semen. Don't didn't you used to have those like stage dreams where you'd go to like perform and then nothing would be right? Oh. oh. I didn't yell. I would go, fuck you. <laughs> to and, Kirk. And the, I don't know who I was yelling at, but if I've had stage dreams, I think it was probably just up, like equipment and things. It's been like, it'll be these sounds. It'll be like, oh, or fuck you. <laughs> I don't do that. If anything, I'm whimpering because I'm having a bad dream where someone's hurting my feelings and I, and I can't defend myself. I can't speak up for myself. Usually I just try to get away. <laughs> If something bad is happening, like I have to flee a situation and it's terrible and then the cats get left behind and I'm like, I need my cats. <laughs> and then I, I wake up in tears and now uh, those are my bad dreams. <laughs> I'm Man, I used to wake up from those kind of dreams kind of like, and I could get like emotional. Now it's just like, ah, I'm awake. Know oh the- man, I really got to pee. <laughs> just take care of it and I go back to sleep. I have dreams that can feel so real and I can get so deep that they can kind of put me in a weird state of mind for the day, but not that they're going to like ruin me sort of like, I know oh, the difference like between you're never gonna look at me and, and be like, I'm mad at you because you fuck someone else in my dream. <laughs> never. I'll just be like, that dream felt so real that my body physically had a hard time. Well, and I think I've read something recently where there's a part of your body that creates the dreams and then there's another part of your body that is, or of your brain that is learning it as that part is working. So it is, there are true like reactions yeah. that this one part of your brain is having to the other. So you're truly experiencing oh, this like fully. For sure. Because you wake up different and, like, parts your of your brain are working. Your body's exhausted and you're just like, I, you really went through it. You really but it do. it didn't really happen. 
Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> That's why you feel it and you feel so intense and you just feel like I just went through this whole yeah. emotional, like destructive thing. And then now I'm just supposed to go through my day and act like it didn't happen. I'm aware it didn't happen. But I'm still like weird. <laughs> but I feel almost physically crushed. Yeah. And it's it's just hard it, to kind of rebuild yourself up from starting your day. Just with everything f- have fallen apart. And you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's not real. Thank goodness. But. Oh, I feel it. It hurts. Do you remember when I had the dream of me shooting myself in the head with a shotgun and I told you I felt the beginning of the split of my skull? And I remember that day I was working at Valio. It was before my first little jail stint. Uh, I was weird like the whole fucking day and I couldn't get out of the funk. And like I would tell people about the dream and I'd be like, I'm in a funk because of this. I understand it's not real. But I felt the bottom of my chin start to split open as the shell went into my fucking skull. And, like, I remember seeing my head open. <laughs> and then I woke up. I don't have dreams like, like that. I went through it. I went through shooting myself in the fucking head. Not fully, but emotionally I did. <laughs> it fucked me up for a whole day at least. It's weird. My dreams anymore are just me in usually, like, a, like a factory-type setting. And there's some sort of like militia coming and like everyone is being like big paranoia dream, basically captured and like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally like crawling in rafters in the ceiling and like hiding in places and attics or like somehow crawling like and hiding in walls. My dreams are very anxiety based. And apparently that's PTSD, baby. Oh, Thanks, PTSD, mom. That's PTSD. Thanks, mom. T. PTS itty bitty titty committee. TGIF. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, Let's get let's back into along, this album. Mr. <sighs> What's going on? So this is when things start going really like I would say that this is when things started souring with Barry because he was he was kind of like I have these other ideas. When Barry heard the song, he was like, "This song is not being released." It's stupid because it's a really grooving song. And it's it was based off of someone else's story of police brutality, and that's what the whole song is about. And I remember in the early 2000s, current artists did a version of this. Are you aware of this? I don't know why. Yeah, I, I think I am. It was like Pink, Nelly, yeah. like all people from that time. Did they make it really corny and stupid? Uh, I want to see if it's on here. I bought the album because I liked it. Now tell me this. In that song, in that read, I need to figure it out if we hear it. I wonder if it's going to have a sound of someone playing racquetball in that one. I don't think it does because it's a modernized version. Well, then Here I probably, it is. at that time, I probably noticed they didn't do that. And I got upset. I definitely had this What's Going On. Yeah, it came out in 2001, Artists Against AIDS Worldwide. Mm. And there are so what's many different What's going on with AIDS? <laughs> Seriously, listen to this snare tone. Just for a minute. Let people listen. Oh, now it's the fucking finger snaps. As soon as I do it. But it, the, the snare drum sounds like a pink, like a tennis ball hitting the fucking wall in a big auditorium for some reason. I forgot about this. On this What's Going On album version, oh. there were m- different versions by different musicians. So it was the same the song. one song? Yeah, but there's like there's a Moby's version. There's a Fred Durst reality check mix. Oh, well, you know what? There's Man, this a London one. version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my niece is just gonna have to come in and act like this is not happening. I tried to not When's do. When's she this coming one. over? Four. 
uh, no in like 40 minutes. I think you still have things oh. out there that she shouldn't see. You <laughs> can wrap it up before then. Yeah, we can figure it out. She's going to be like, what's going on? She'll be like, where's my cat? That's all she'll care about. And she, oh, I forgot to say when I went to go pick up a Kroger order earlier, because she's hanging out with her friend. Um, there were two boys like around her age without shirts that walked into her friend's house. And I, because I saw them and I was just like, teenage boys not wearing shirts. And I was like, oh, wait, that's Kira's friend's house. The teenage boys going to fuck my knees. Oh, <laughs> boy. That's so sad. Sorry, Beth. I'm sure you don't want to hear that either. Or my dad. No one wants to hear about <laughs> the young. Or your husband. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to see these teen boys without their shirts. <laughs> that's not weird. <laughs> Ah, Sam always taking it one step further. It's just funny that like some people would see that and be like, ooh, boys without shirts on. And I'm literally just like in my head making up a song like, teenage boys wear no shirts. Teenage boys walking in the house. Like, <laughs> there's, for me, it's not like... What woman in their 30s is looking at these teen boys without their well, shirts Well, I'm on? just saying there's, there's like this natural thing where you just like, like an animalistic thing where some people, like a younger girl, and I'm not saying someone my age, but would see like... A young person, like muscular and stuff, and just be like, "Oh, he's cute, but he's young." Like people do that. I don't do that. I'm just like, do, "Sounds do, like do, you do. did that." You are a child. <laughs> Look at you. Sounds like you did that in your own weird Michelle way. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think that's what happened at all. So let's listen to some quick, uh, quickly. Let's listen to some versions of what's going on that came out in 2001. If I don't get that Fred Durst version, <laughs> this was the single. The divorce is happening, as you said last night. It's happening. This is the Jermaine Dupri mix. This is I, I hate it already. <laughs> There's Bono. Snare drum, tone, sna- socks. Gwen. It's not a racquetball. It is Gwen. I'm trying to remember. I I enjoyed this. I, I have bad taste. What can I say? There's Aaron Lewis. <laughs> wow. He can't even finish his words. Do you know who that is? The best. I think it's India Re. She left Spotify after Neil Young did because Joe Rogan is racist. Because of that racist compilation of him saying the N-word that went around. There's Christina. I think that Fred Durst is actually in this. And I feel like it's coming up soon. But then I do want to check out... Maybe not. Oh, there's Britney. Oh, God. There's Beyonce. There's Britney. All right. Let's listen to the Fred Durst version. Yes. Here we go. Who else is this? Is this Limp Biscuit? I feel like it might be the same. If, if Travis is listening, he's in love. I need to know who the musicians are. It sounds like corn. It doesn't specify. That's bullshit. Fuck you, Fred. Not on the on on this. I can't say. It might just be them though. I th- okay. I think it is more like a. Be like it is a more like a new metal guys. I think it is new metal. I forgot. I can't remember. I think this is Scott Weiland actually. 
that? Yeah, this is Scott Weiland. Harry Farrell. This is fucking Is this Manson? Sounds like Manson. Does sound like him. It sounds awful. I forgot that they were actually co- totally different versions. All that Perry Farrell voice. I'm- That's Jonathan Davis. Maybe not. This is still Scott Weiland. This is fucking horrible. I'm winning. Where is Fred Durst? There he is. This Every, is everyone terrible. involved in this should be ashamed. There are different, so many different versions. Ugh. It's bad. It's really bad. I'm sorry. I even brought that up. I'm done. It can't. Episode you can't over. be. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Let's get back into the Marvin Gaye. Oh, finally. Oh, felt like a cleanse. That put me in a weird fucking mood. (laughs) I forgot about that until this conversation. I forgot for some reason when people take songs like this and just metal them up. It's just like the lamest fucking thing in the world. It doesn't really make sense. It's, it just doesn't match. It's just not the same thing. It's just... It's not meaning the same thing. Especially, you can't have... You can't have Marilyn Manson talk about how we don't need war. When that's like... Like, I your mean, whole thing is like madness and destruction. Well, like, I know you can talk about anti-war, but just do it in a Marilyn Manson song. Uh, I guess I just feel like his whole everything is just... Yeah, kind of like... Anarchy and madness, and yeah, like yeah, but he's probably just like everyone else. The opposite he's probably, of no war. <laughs> he's probably doing that, but the grand scheme of things is that he's against the humans being hurt. You know what I mean? I'm pretty it's sure like he likes when kids are shot in school. Oh yeah, he definitely. I, I don't think paved they, the way for that. I don't think he was in a documentary speaking out against it or anything. Oh. How do you remember when that was a, an no enormous thing? Bowling for Columbine? French Coat Mafia? No, when Bowling for Columbine came out, that was enormous. I remember Trey Parker or Matt Stone being in it. That's about it. That's what I clung on to in that documentary. Big thing of blaming media for that happening. I remember songs, musicians. I remember being around and it happening live in my life and like seeing fucking idiots blaming music I was listening to for uh, violent, sick people doing things. It's like. Uh, Pete Townsend, infamous uh-huh. child porn looker at her. Looker at her. Owner. Our owner. He um, was in his personal possession, but it was just for I research. Always, I always liked his quote of, uh... Get him while you're young. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's true. Okay. Um... He said, I don't even fucking remember now. You took the wind out of my sails. I'm sorry. There's Akitas among all of us. It's almost like you did to me what I do to you with Michael Jackson and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And a lot of things. Yeah. 
You just try to get that jab in there, and sometimes it, it totally works and throws me off completely. My brain just goes, wah. He said, if you listen to some asshole with a guitar, then you are going to do it anyway. Like, basically, like, if, it, if your fragile little mind, if it indeed was the final straw was you listen to an album that had violent imagery on it and things they talked about and not realizing that that's not what they endorse. It's just what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And you interpret that. And that one little thing, that's what that took to get you to do this horrible acts. You were fucked up. You were going to do something anyway. You just needed something out there. It could have been anything. This mirrors our, (laughs) this mirrors our religion conversation. And I, it came to mind because I saw this quote earlier on Facebook in a meme from the show. It was the first season of true detective. I did watch that with McConaughey and, Woody Harrelson and there was a quote that Matthew McConaughey's character said in it and it's it was something like if you need essentially oh, I if, saw this I've been seeing this meme constantly if you lady. need like divine intervention to keep you from doing bad things then you're just a shitty well, person what, what was it it's uh if you need like a divine re- if you have reward. treat people nicely to get the divine reward then you're basically a piece of shit or something like that That's if it just doesn't come naturally to you if you don't feel like you should just be good for the sake of being good that there has to be a reason or a reward or something in the so end that I will eternally be rewarded in heaven That's why the only the only reason I'm nice Yeah that's weird It's a good thing I don't have that burden and I'm nice anyway <laughs> I, I will always have that lingering over me, but I don't think that I need it. And I've even said it uh, to like my dad and his wife. I don't think that you need religion to be a good person. My theory on it is, too, you could probably talk your way in. If it's all true, you could be like, look, I was technically a pretty good person. Sure, I said you weren't real, and if I could... Shit in your mouth, I would, but... it's No, you just need your deathbed repentance. That's all you ah, need. Ah, the old deathbed. But what if I get the religion wrong? See, I'm thinking, if in any religion, I can... Will. There are a lot of them out there. There are a lot. What's that South Park and thing where it's like... they all claim to be correct. The only correct one was Mormonism. Mormons. <laughs> all right, next song, Inner City Blues, which makes you really tell that he knows what he's talking about, about living in impoverished areas. And he did. He grew up... Um, he grew up in like well, I guess me, yeah. it said that there were a lot of like high rise buildings in Washington D.C. where he grew up, but there were a lot of alleys that had like shacks in them. So it would be I don't remember what he said he would call it, but him, he and his friends had some like coin term that they used for saying pretty much saying that it was like the city and the country at the same time because it was just. At complete poverty in between the city where there were like people with money and everything and then people just who were extremely poor dirt poor living in shacks government assisted living things like that this is this is the tone like the, the music tone that really slams home the working class vibe like the city vibe the the music sounds like the city it really kind of feels like and i don't think he think it sounds lazy but i think he just sounds like not worn down i was gonna say like uh, but you can exhausted. feel like yeah and like the exhausted weight on from him life mm-hmm. from seeing things happen and just complaining over and over and over again and maybe like what am i gonna do mm-hmm it's definitely got like this whole, I don't know, I think maybe the everything has reverb on it. And once again, we've got racquetball. Oh, yeah. Snare drum tone. 
That's this whole album. It's the What's Going On album because I think Mercy, Mercy that. Me was also... Yeah, it does. It does have that, that uh, as I call the racquetball tone. Which is the next song. So yeah, I believe that these are all from the same What's Going On album. Even though ain't nothing like the real thing got, seems really out of place. It's just got a real city vibe. There's a couple like... Uh, Stevie Wonder songs that have a real city vibe just dripping out of the actual tone of the music. I would say probably the song In the City, or Living for the City. Hmm, no, was one not that one. Because that that's when it's like, no, ah, get no. in your cell, inward. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> not the most city dripping song that he has. I <laughs> <laughs> how? So. Guys like Marvin Gaye. Isn't that crazy though? That the, the same. He's talking about the oh, same, the same shit. exact shit that's going on right now. Trigger happy policing. That's been like a huge thing that made the news during the pandemic. So, yeah. oh, this part. Oh, I'm. I, never mind. It's the part where he's like, maybe want to holler, throw up both my hands. I may have actually missed it, which, but I love which it. Which got so changed much. to later as makes me want to holler, throw up my hands. <laughs> Like a party. <laughs> it turned into the 90s. It was hey, ho, hey, ho. Hey, ho. Everyone throw your hands up in the air. Hey, ho. Like you just hey, don't care. Uh, always. You're not supposed to care, but your hands are supposed to be in the air, which I think personally, it's extra work than your hands just hanging. So if I truly don't care. These are staying by my side. Yeah. So you <laughs> should throw your hand. Throwing your hands in the air shows that you care. That That has never been a... Fuck you, I'm not listening to you, Mr. Authority. Shut up. All right, we need to fly through the end of this because we have a child coming (laughs) over. Sorry, everyone. I feel like if this has been stretched out through conversation and stuff enough anyway, it's fine that we just kind of move along to Mercy, Mercy Me, which this is the tennis ball song. This is the most racquetball tennis ball sound. It's like they just got a guy to do that tongue thing, that, and then just put a lot of fucking reverb on it. But it doesn't sound like a tongue. Even though it sounds good when you do it. Marvin Gaye was so goddamn smooth. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. It's pretty smooth, and it sucks that he had, like, such issues. It sucks when people with a lot of talent have such issues, and they can't see that it's, like, destroying them. And, like, maybe maybe 80% of the problems is from that that you have. And maybe if you made some just healthier choices... Things would be a little easier. It just sucks. He he started singing in church when I th- I think I read when he was like seven. So music has been his escape or his thing to turn to. Growing up poor, growing up being beaten by his dad, getting kicked out at seventeen, dropping out of school, dropping out of the military, <laughs> like um, having fighting with your record company even though you were like the most popular artist at the time and making them tons of money and they're still like no we don't think that you should have a voice right so no, you're just a money maker for us what are you talking about artist what the fuck does that mean <laughs> so i when i read all of this stuff i'm sorry were you getting ready to say oh, something? i was gonna ask you uh was it a gospel church oh, assuming Pe- pentecostal okay Holy rollers. Did almost all these dudes come out of a Pentecostal church and like where there's back in the day no sound system or anything like that. So everybody had to like vocalize belt to yeah. get everything out. So where they just learn how to have these big soulful voices while still sounding smooth because no, like that was considered having the Holy Spirit in you. Oh. So I thought that this like was its a- penis? No, Sam. Okay. God has three forms, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Which part is the dick? I think it's God. Okay. 
I think God is the dick. <laughs> if you read the first testament, he was quite a vengeful, mean God. And then Jesus came in the second testament. He's like, hey, everybody should love each other, brother. We're all just <laughs> brothers. And then, yeah, it's fun. So I, I reading all of this about Marvin and like the, the people he's worked with and him with his record company and him with his early life. I'm like, how have there not been... How has there not been a biopic about this guy? Like, how is there not a movie about Marvin Gaye's life? This is, like, there's just interesting stuff. I mean, Selena even got one. There were multiple times where they've tried. Really? And it's been shelved. Huh. The most recent one Aww. is set to hopefully start, like, production and things next year. Dr. Dre is doing a Marvin Gaye biopic. Really? Everyone else has fallen through. I mean, they're, they've had like Jamie Foxx in line like to play him. They've had different people over the year. Well, that then that fell through. That good. They stopped doing that. They so shelved that in like 2018. So Wait, that was after. That was way after Ray. Which uh, Jamie Foxx is good at what he does, but we oh, don't need on, Jamie don't Foxx need redoing all everyone. Of them, no. no. Give it to somebody new. And I think that that's probably what they would do. Good. So Dr. Dre, I feel like Dr. Dre has the money and the interest and the push to actually finally get something done since and, people and all of these times have not. The respect. I really hope so. I, I mean, I'm, I, because I just, it, it boggles my mind that we've seen these other stories and we have not seen a Marvin Gaye movie. I mean, his own father fucking killed him. Right. Like, how does, how is that not now let's see if enough I, to warrant a I, movie? I would think so. And all just the abuse. And then they can, like, like they can take his whole childhood and make that, like, act one. And then act two is, like, and then his rise career. to fame. And then, like, get into drugs. And then three is, like, trying to get clean and then going and getting killed. Boom, done. By trying by moving in with his parents after being exhausted from the tour and then trying to break up a fight between them. Mom and dad and nope. <laughs> dad shoots you. He's always hated your fucking guts. And then doesn't have to enough. and doesn't do a day in jail because of it. Oh, that crazy. part's fucking extra crazy. Crazy. Which then there'll be like a, a big American uprise about like, how was he not in jail? Good. There'll be articles. Good. But he's already dead, so it doesn't matter. But Marvin Gaye's music deserves a resurgence, so I, I'm i all for the idea of this. I'm all for it, too, because I probably also won't watch that one, because I haven't watched any of those fucking things. I don't usually watch them. The one that I watched in a while, since I should say in a while, because I did like watch The Doors one and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm talking all these like new I ones. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, and I fucking hated it, because it, it. it wasn't at historically accurate. There were things None of that, them are. I, and I feel like when I watch this stuff, I would so much rather just be watching eh, documentaries and docu-series oh, that okay. are way longer and more drawn out. Yeah. And you actually oh, talk yeah. to all the people and get their actual stories. Show, like, pictures and stuff from the time and all that stuff. I spend so much of my time. I watch trash TV and I watch documentaries and docu-series. So they balance each other out, the trash and the good. And I, I learn a lot and forget all of it, usually. And it's interesting, but I, I I am way more interested in that than a movie, a biopic. But I, I would be interested in this if it's done right. Fingers crossed, Dr. Dre does well. We have just a handful more, so a handful more songs. Here's Trouble Man, which I would say that's his dad. His dad's a trouble man. His dad died in a nursing home. Was he shot in the heart and the shoulder? No, I think he had like cancer or something and died slowly and alone. Which is, I mean, good. Fuck you. But maybe his uh, extramarital affair child came and visited him. Maybe. Marvin had like five siblings. Damn. 
Are any of them alive still? Probably. I would they think so. Be. He he was 44 when he died, so he would. I mean, he would be old. I mean, Mar- I was gonna say Marvin could technically be alive but still. But Diana Ross is alive. Like all of the people from that time, for the most part, are all still alive. Barry Gordy's not. Not a lot of the men. Uh, no, a lot of the men lived kind of rough. Smokey Robinson, he's still alive, isn't he? He's alive and smooth as butter. He's yeah, as smooth I as he's ever Smokey been. Had a, like a healthy, cleaner life than the other guys. It seemed like he just had a straight and narrow. Yeah, he probably sense had good parents. Him. I think that has a lot to do with it. He was kept on on the straight and narrow, and I think that makes a difference. Versus people like Drew Barrymore, whose mom was partying with her when she was not even ten. And it, it's insane. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Just so she can, like, stay popular because the Barrymores were a name. The and that shit happens all the time where people are just living vicariously through their you children. Say, you say Barrymore very, uh, fool. Barrymore? Yeah. I, I think I would, like, shorten it and get tired of saying the words. So I'd be like, do Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, Barrymore. I don't know. You notice, like, I say the word you're. I do, too. I hate fucking it. crazy. Love it. Feeling it there. I love it. Give me some of that cocaine. I can't. I wonder what he was like as a person. Because there he died before all of that. All of the big like celebrity stuff happened. He died mid eighties. Uh, I guess we'll find out next year when Jamie Foxx plays him. <laughs> I'm gonna. I feel like I've seen like some sort of documentary or something on this because I knew about all the, like the father stuff. Maybe, Maybe there was something on VH1 like, back in the day behind the music. Remember. Maybe probably. But I feel like people said that he was like a caring guy. Might be totally wrong, but I feel like like all this talking about the city, like like struggles of the man, was because he actually felt like felt for people and he wasn't just like and he cared a nightmare asshole like Frank Sinatra. Like I think of Frank Sinatra as like somebody who didn't give a fuck about anything. Which is like, baby, I'm getting drunk. I think of Marvin Gaye as like, no, I have a thing to say, and I want to make it better for people. I'm saying if you have Marvin Gaye on one side and you have Frank Sinatra on the other, someone is tipping the waitress more, but the opposite person is treating them with actual respect. Yeah. (laughs) One's treating them as a human. The other one paid to not treat them as a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frank Sinatra had money that he could burn. Oh, I, oh, oh! I put it the other way. Are Frank Sinatra's not the no, of course not. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I would also much rather go see Marvin Gaye than go see Frank Sinatra. I. You give me a time machine. You say you can go to a Marvin Gaye concert or you can go to a the Frank Sinatra concert. You wouldn't even get out. Natra. <laughs> the other option, I'd be like, Marmacay, here we go. <laughs> I know that when I see videos and I see Frank Sinatra singing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. But if you just ask me right now to name a Frank Sinatra song, I cannot. My way. Ugh. See? <laughs> New York, New York. Yeah, that, uh, Springfield, Springfield. It's a hell of a town. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, that does not, the crooner stuff does not work for that's me. All, that's all I got for Frankie. Especially, Old Blue Eyes, was that a song? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. And it's, I'm not saying it's bad. Other people can like it. But I think there's also a difference. And earlier in his career, I think he did sing more. And when he was older, it was more like, hey, you just automatically I'm think Frank Sinatra, you're here for guy. me, <laughs> smoking a cigarette and singing on stage. Boop, chibop, go over there. 
hate it. Make me a sandwich, doll. I I would have been. I I just feel like if I could have, I would have been in the dirty small club with with the the jazz musicians smoking the jazz yeah, cigarettes. Smoking jazz cigarettes. That's, I'm, I'm, that's just so much better to me. That just feels like more my vibe music wise. Here is let's get it on. Now this is the one that most people are gonna know. Yeah, this is the one that some people will only know. I really think that most people don't listen to Marvin or don't think about Marvin Gaye as an actual musician beyond, oh, you did that really sexual song that everyone knows. And I'm also going to say there's a huge section of people that go, this is the song from Austin Powers. Is it? Uh, the second one, I think, when uh, Mr. Or Mr. Evil, <laughs> when Dr. Evil and uh, Fra- uh, Mini Me? No. Mindy Sterling? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when, ah! they, when they start the mother of sexy, yeah, uh, of Scott. This song's playing, and like Doctor Evil's doing like okay, dances. And that's stuff. okay. See, I didn't even make that connection, but I believe you. That makes. I mean, it sounds kind of familiar. That's but. so funny. I can't think of the. I couldn't think of the characters' names. I'm like Mindy Sterling. <laughs> I can't think. Of her. Then, I don't know her character's name. You knew who I was talking about. Of course, I. It's I I constantly reference on my brain. Just everyone has their own world that they're into, but you and I are so into comedy that when someone's just like, "Have you ever heard of that?" Like someone who it's just innocently like, "I saw this thing by this person. Have you ever heard of them?" Yeah, like a decade ago. And, it, and it's like Dane Cook. <laughs> or it was for me. It was Nikki Glazer. It was like, "Oh, have you ever heard of this comedian Nikki Glazer?" And it's like, "Yeah, like you three mean like, roasts you ago." You mean like headliner Nikki Glazer? Who can do like theaters? And then they're like, what do you mean could do theaters? And you're like, okay, I'm way into this comedy thing. I can't even talk in these terms. <sighs> yes, I have heard of Nikki Glaser. Yeah, it's, and I just did that. I'm just like, yeah, I've known her for a while. Like, this is my world. Some of those you might be like, yeah, we saw them in a room with about 40 people. That's right, we're cool. Some people move backwards, too, we're though. We're so cool, man. We're so on top of things. There's no way that Dane Cook could sell rooms like he used to at his, the height of his fame. I mean, people come and go with Dane that. Cook, I, I was over Dane Cook when the fucking frenzy was happening. I got into it at first, and then... I did at first as well. I got, I got out of it real quick. It was like one album, of, I think, that I cared about, and that was it. I think a lot of it had to do with his looks, too. Yeah, it's right. As soon as people were like putting him in movies and stuff, I was way out. Oh, was was he in? No, that's Ryan Reynolds, right? He waiting? did stuff like that. Is that waiting? That was Ryan Reynolds. Okay, but he was Wait, in some. Dane Cook's in the kitchen in that movie. Oh, he is. He's one of the people who, like spits on the steak or puts pubes on the steak. I think he's like a little garnish. I haven't seen that in a while. I recently, which you've never seen, and you just kind of walk through a little bit. You don't bit. know about my life. Yeah, I do. I recently rewatched Dodgeball because they added it on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. And I decided to watch it because I haven't seen it in years and years. And it's just constantly like, oh, that person, that person. And what what else are we watching? Oh, Curb. When we watch Curb. Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And we're picking out like UCB actors and being like, hey, look, it's Eugene Cordero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins. People should know Paul F. Tom. I would think so, but people do not. I think Paul might be one of those faces where it's just like, I've seen that guy before. Because I'll talk to people and I'll be like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they'll go, no. And I'll go, yeah, you do. And then I pull up a picture and they're like, oh, that guy from blah, blah, blah. Usually, miss, is it Mr. Show? See, it's either that or it's just random character actors. Because, like, my whole life, like, my brother even, like, just knowing character actors' names. 
it's a joy to be like, oh, you mean, uh, fuck, I couldn't think of John one. Carroll Lynch. Yes, that's exactly who I was trying it's to think John, of. <laughs> it's always John Carroll Lynch because you have him for the three named actor. Yeah. And because he's phenomenal, he's he acts in almost everything, and no one knows what his name is, but he's but that guy that everyone knows, knows who, knows who John Carroll Lynch is, <laughs> yeah. and he's amazing. It was like Danny Trejo for a while until he became like Machete. Danny Trejo. Yeah, I think Machete really blew him out of the water, and everyone knew who Danny Trejo was because I it was like making a spectacle of Danny Trejo. I think everyone knew right before Machete. And that's oh, yeah. how Machete that, happened. Yeah, I mean, that, that yeah, time. That time. But there was a minute there where everyone would just be like, that's that fucking Mexican guy you always see. Always. <laughs> well, like, I'm going to play Distant Lover. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Let's Get It On. It turns out it's like one of his least group, like, it's an okay song, but it okay, seems like yeah. a novelty song at this point. I feel that way, especially with the other stuff. I just think a lot of his other stuff is better. Absolutely. Uh, but it's not bad at all. It's just, that's not my go-to, even though I did used to do, I did that at karaoke a few times, and I gave you like a lap dance in front yeah, of the room. Yeah, you got drunk enough, and I was drunk enough, that you basically gave me a lap dance in front of everyone in the room. And people were like, woo, yeah! Yeah, like, go home and fuck her! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when we were young. Which I'm going to say I probably did. Oh, guaranteed. And then we just pissed off the neighbors, because I mean, we probably we were probably loud, and then we later got in a fight. <laughs> Don't you love when you're a bunch of drunk, stupid kids? It was fun. <laughs> we'd go there and we'd drink like five or six Long Islands and just oh, feel I'd get, miserable. I'd get stupid drunk. And you're not even talking about the shots that would happen in between. You'd no, see somebody you see drunk. at the bars, they'd be like, shot, we'll take a shot. And you're like, yeah, I'll take a shot. Before you know it, you've had like six fucking shots, two Irish car bombs, six beers. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah, a lot. That's not even a fun way to live. Yeah, it was. <laughs> For a short amount of time. Not a sustainable way to live. Yeah, I get. And yeah. there's a lot of it I don't miss. I don't miss hanging out in like the bar feel, especially bars around here. There's some bars like out in cities that are like, oh, this is a vibe that I can get into. Yeah. Know? But all the bars around here are just like gross feeling to me. At least they were. I don't know how they are now because I haven't been in them in forever. And a lot of these became like non-smoking places. Which gave like fifty percent of its grossness. Yeah. Back in the day, when you'd walk in, just be a cloud of smoke, and like. That's what was great about the coronavirus is that it forced everyone to clean everything up, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh yeah, it's not going to be transferred on surfaces." So everyone was like, "Oh, I don't have to clean we don't anymore." Have to clean anymore. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Even the eye doctor that I went to, like a lot of the equipment that they don't usually use, but was still there, is like not dusted off. Yeah. So it just had like. Film. As filth? Uh, I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> as filth. Which I also had to think, well, it's a lens crafters in a mall, and yeah. malls aren't really respected or taken care of like they used to be either, so. Was it, go excuse me, was it, go I burped and I I don't know what's happening. I hiccuped <laughs> and burped at the same time. Uh, was the mall uh, barren town? Nobody in there? Luckily for me, I walk in and it's the very first shop to my right. Oh, you didn't do a wander around? No. Uh. No, I had a 10 minute eye appointment because my eyes are good. You got good eyes, girl. I do. I have As you're wearing very glasses. healthy eyes. Um, I do it more to cover up part of my face. I think I look better in glasses. <laughs> and I have, since I have to be on camera, I wear the glasses for that. But I really only need them for driving and watching TV. Hey, so, so this little like cover up, like trying to mask yourself trick. Can I just get a whole different, a complete different face mask and just put that on all the time? 
like, look, I'm a handsome gentleman. I mean, I'm sure I still look pretty much the same. Just I have glasses on. I don't know. Take your glasses off. Let me see. Oh, Jesus Christ. Put them back on. <laughs> you know that was a joke, right? Please, that was a joke. Don't leave me. I screamed. <laughs> I can take a joke. <laughs> it's fine. I just I'm wearing a wig today, so I, I have to say, like, we put things even commented on your like back little together. I have like a total fifties vibe look today. Going on today. I went even harder than the last episode. <laughs> Plus, I bought this dress recently, and I've not worn it on the ep- on whatever. I wear like the same handful of outfits constantly, and I feel like it's just the same stuff always that I'm wearing on the podcast. So switched it up today because I can. I feel like I have to poop. That's really hitting me. Everyone listening, this is why I fell in love with my wife. It's just <laughs> random thoughts like that. And then it was, I have to poop, which is exactly something I would say randomly. Oh, I do. I think that spicy chicken sandwich is uh, trying to do, 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 come out my back door. All right. We have one more song. Gotta give it up. This is, okay. So I would say this was a song that Aaliyah covered in the late 90s. My sister liked this song. My sister introduced me to a lot of music like this back in the day, but she didn't necessarily like stick. It wasn't her main sort of thing. She was more of like a metal girl and stayed in that vein. A grunge girl, I would have called her back in the day for sure. Definitely alternative girl. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've really gravitated more towards these things. But this song used to always make me think of my sister because she liked it. And it still does. Like, if I hear it, I often think of my sister. And it's it's positive because I always enjoyed when she liked music like this. Because she would hang out with a lot of people in Kentucky who would say things that were very bad about people who make music like this. <laughs> so You're talking about people who have a lot of melanin in their skin? Too much. Whoa! There's no such thing as too much. Michelle. I know that's right. This is a white world. Wait, uh, what is? Which way is it? Do, do white people have melanin? Or? We don't have a lot of melanin. Okay, all right, all right. Melanin is what makes your skin darker. It's the pigment. Um, so you were excited when like she would like some soulful black artist because you were like. Well, she doesn't completely hate them. Nope. She might use that word because she she's young sh- and dumb. She used the word. I know when she, she was used young. the word, but she didn't feel that way. She acted like she did. Well, she, she was impressionable. You're really rolling her under the bus right now. She was a kid. No, I'm. I'm trying to say this was her back then because of who she was hanging around. It was because of where she lived and who she was around. But she didn't. She also just didn't really stick with this music. But I, I guarantee, if you ask her, Beth, do you still like this song? She would say yes. Well, this song fucking jams. The baseline rules, the percussion rules. They got some like Latin going on in there with like a little cowbell or like a block. I don't know what it is. And isn't this the song that Robin Thicke basically fucking ripped off? Yes, for Blurred Lines. Oh, man, I heard that song one time, and I, like, stopped working and looked up, and I was like, wait, this is a ripoff of a song, but they're not, like, doing the song. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, like, didn't they not, like, pay for it at first? And Correct. then, they, like, there was litigation and shit? Marvin Gaye's family sued and won. Mm-hmm. Isn't, it, isn't Robin Thicke Alan Thicke's son? Yes. <laughs> God, there's going to be a kid here in five minutes. In five minutes? Yeah, you still have stuff in there. Do I need to set up a microphone? 
No, you should probably remove some of the things from that table. You have time. Even though this is a young girl who has experimented herself, it's good to not have certain things around children that shouldn't be around children. I personally think there should be a break between adult and child life. And I'm not going to be a... I may be a cool aunt in some ways, but not in that way. You must be an adult before you ruin your brain cells. Even though I wasn't, so what the fuck am I talking about? I'm just rambling as Sam puts uh, things in cupboards before a child comes very soon. Which they've heard us when Beth lived here for a while. The kids did hear us recording a podcast, but we'd have to go in a room and close the door. But they would hear us swearing and telling stories and stuff. But then there became a point where their dad didn't even want them around when we recorded the podcast. So I got rid of everything that I don't have that would have been a problem. See how I got around that one? I told everyone exactly what was on the table. Hey, shut up! (laughs) All right, well, that is the last song. So we are officially finished with that album, even though the song is fading out, but that's fine with me. Ooh, going a little slide, Wiss. We are to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some of those things that we'd like to call. Let me pull it up because I am never prepared anymore. Questions. I got some questions. Here came the dog. She likes sounds. I like questions. All right. So why did I choose this? I already said I chose something else. I was like, this isn't going to work. And uh, I chose this instead because it was kind of between that and this. And I'm glad I chose this because I enjoyed this very much. And I don't care what you thought. What do I think you, Sam, thought when I gave it to you? Okay. I didn't say it to you. You got it in a text. So it it probably took you a minute to even... uh, You probably didn't immediately open it and look at it, I assume. Uh, No, I didn't look at it. But uh, when I saw what it was, I was just like, oh, okay. It's going to be fine. I like Marvin Gaye. Yeah. I figured I'm going to know some of these songs. It's going to be good. Not not a yay or a nay. Just kind of like, all right. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Fine. Okay. Do you know how many times that you listen to this? I listen to this the minimum. And Jesus Christ, did I squeeze it in. I'm not surprised. I've been this uh, rolling graphics job. I don't have a lot of time to like listen to stuff like I did when I worked at the body shop. In the body shop, I could listen to something six fucking times in one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to pick and choose my areas here, and sometimes it's like, no, this job right now is like what I'm working on. I need to listen to a podcast right now. Or you need to interact with the person that you're installing something with. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So you just so can't do that. I have to pick and choose my times, but I got my three in. I will say the third listen, there are some songs where it's like, okay, by minute two and a half, if the song's 320, it's the same thing for the rest of the song. I can just, if I didn't enjoy this, not not enjoy it, but if like it was a little more of a bland song, yeah. third listen, I did go, I get it. <laughs> it would move along. Well, I, like but I said, I crammed it in. I got the last, I listened twice to the last album before making this decision. And then I crammed in about six listens. Wow. Of this, I would say. Um, your least favorite song, I think it could be so many. But I'm going to go Distant Lover. It's near the end. There's not a whole lot of groove to salvage it. So I'm just going to say Distant Lover. Sure. This this was kind of... 
Yeah, probably. This was really hard to pick a least favorite because none of them made me miserable. And there's like four songs that I can just put in this category. So, yes, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's yours, too. Yes, this is the only <laughs> song on the entire album that I did not like. And that's fine. Uh, most favorite song for me. This is going to be difficult for myself and for you. Mm-hmm. It, well, this was difficult for me. But I'm going to say that I think that your most favorite song would be something with a little bit of energy. Oh, for sure. So it's not going to be what's going on. It's not going to be that. My guess is going to be I'll be doggone. That's really good song. You know, it's weird that you say it's not what's going on because I think what's going on has some. Is that your choice? Some picks. No, 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 no. I'm just talking. Um... Uh, this is hard because there's certain songs that like got sh- stuck in my head, and the one I want to say feels too commercial. And it doesn't lame. matter. Just go for it. I heard it through the grapevine. Ooh. That's my. That's what I'm picking. It's a good one. The bass line is fucking iconic, and he sounds so. He sounds good. great in this song. I think this has the best production, maybe too. Um, just like the bass player's fucking crushing it the whole time. I've known this song my whole life. It's just a good fucking song. It's a really good yeah. song. I agree. But I really like some of those others. Like, I could have picked what's going on. I was even almost Mercy, Mercy Me. Because that song gets stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mercy, Mercy Me. And it's got the fucking racquetball sound, which I love. But anyway, yeah, there it was. What your favorite is, is I'll Be Doggone. This is really difficult for me because I love Ain't That Peculiar. I love I'll Be Doggone. I love Inner City Blues. I love a lot of these songs, but I'm probably, yeah, I'll probably <laughs> give it to I'll Be Doggone yeah! because n- my niece also just texted me if she can bring her friend over as well. So. What? <laughs> oh, God. We need to get this over with. Sorry, everyone, to keep talking about this kid who's cramping my style. Yeah, she's really cramping the style. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've enjoyed Marvin Gaye for a long time. I was in high school buying greatest hits albums of The Temptations and James Brown. That's awesome. And, uh, so, like, so I was listening to different things on my own and just kind of going in this direction. I don't know exactly when I started listening to Marvin Gaye since this is a compilation of songs. Um, a long time. That's really all I can say. Like my entire adult life, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I've and I've always loved it. I I love his smooth style. I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm totally a fan. Uh, would I recommend this? I don't know many people who I could recommend it to, but the people who I think would be into this music, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that ne- I don't think as many people would be open to it. But I think. This isn't my question, but if I could interject. I think this is one of those things where if you could make a shorter list, then you could recommend a handful of Marvin Gaye songs easier than you could recommend this entire album. Yeah. To anyone. Like, I don't know. That's the way I see you, the Marvin Gaye. But it's not my question. Okay. I answered her, and I told her to give us another 10 minutes. So, But I did tell her she could bring her friend over. Oh, stupid aunt being nice. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. It's just to be ready to be bombarded by a dog, because they don't know that's coming. Um, get ready for Sam to maybe play his guitar, do whatever the fuck he wants. All right. Would you listen to this again? I mean, I'll listen to Marvin Gaye again. Am I going to put this album on by myself? No. But, of course not. But, God, I, but I, I love these songs. 
I love this tone and I love like that sound and I love that era. I'm into it. I loved all that Mot- like Motown. I grew up on that shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's my thing. It's so weird that this is my thing and so it's like extreme metal. But God damn it, I love this stuff. That's good. Uh, then rate it zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. This greatest hits thing, I'm going to give this like a seven out of rock and roll cats because if I could, I would make a shorter version of it and it'd be more of the up-tempo bangers. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. But I think stellar production throughout the whole thing and Marvin Gaye's voice is good throughout the whole fucking thing. Like, There's no song that goes, this is a clunker. It's just, there's more for me in other areas of Marvin Gaye. Yeah. All right, I am giving this a solid nine. Nice. I figured it was going to be a high, a high. Uh, it's score super for good you. to me. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very into it. Love it. Makes me feel good. It feels like a blanket. His voice <laughs> is like a blanket being wrapped around me, and it just feels good. I'm, I enjoy it very much. I'm, I'm so glad because it's like, it's great when you have an artist or anything that just like makes you feel every time. <laughs> And so it's nice when you're with somebody who feels that because I don't think everyone feels that all the time. Music makes me cry. Music makes me angry. Well, I'm just saying, like I feel <laughs> like I've always like I'll, I get goosebumps. I can I get, get that way over people's like talent and stuff. I don't it, tears don't come out, but I do definitely get like welled up. And my age, it keeps the things that can do that to me keeps getting wider and wider and wider. (laughs) It's your emotional maturity, Sam. It's weird. It's cool. All right, so describe this album, this compilation Marvin Gaye album in one word. Smooth. Criminal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say groove. I think it's got... Smooth and groove! Even if it's more smooth, it still has a good groove. Yeah. I'm a fan. Sweet. All right, so we are officially finished with this album. Sam, what is next? What is next is uh, it's a new one. I haven't heard this, but I've been I've needed to listen to this for a while. And there's actually a documentary about these guys too that I haven't seen, and I'm probably still not going to watch. But this is a very short album. Okay, so it's going to be in a pretty short episode. Let's hope so, or we'll just come right. up with some bullshit to talk about. Yeah, we can talk about a lot of stuff for. A long time. Even though we've been doing this for almost four years now, how are we still talking? There's, there's podcasts I'm obsessed with. I've been doing it for 16 years, and they still keep going. Yes, they And do. I don't want them to stop. I, I agree and with that completely. rue the day that they will stop. And sometimes I think to myself, I need to get physical recordings of all of these things that I love podcast-wise. So if one day like the internet goes away or like they take it down and I won't have it, that can't be happening. <laughs> um, I have to listen to it 17 times at least. <laughs> if, if 17 were the number and it wasn't much higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's a lot. We're listening to a band called Death. Now, it's not the death metal band called Death. It is the original. Uh, we're, we, you said last episode, things have been a little white. I'm following that path, too. This was a, a group of black dudes called Death. I remember hearing about yes, these guys this was reading about them. Actually, in the 70s, but this wasn't released until 2009. It's only seven tracks. It's called For the Whole World to See by Death. Okay, I remember this band. Very excited. They're I, supposed to be like the first proto-punk band. Like, this is... I honestly think a TikTok video introduced me to them, and then yeah, I started reading I about them. around for a little bit. So, like I said, it's only seven tracks, and they're like... The longest track is five minutes and 51 seconds, and that's the longest one by far. (laughs) So it's going to be a short episode, but 
Well, we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun to dive into something I haven't listened to that supposedly should have been like influential for a lot of people. All right. All right. We're done. We are finished. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yes. Thank you, everyone, who keeps listening to this garbage that is called the Couple of Critics Podcast. And now about a bunch of teenage girls are going to come over. A bunch of them? Two of them. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. For two people who don't have kids. That is a bunch. Like a 15, 16-year-old, I believe, is who's going <laughs> to be here. It's, it's, yeah, it's not going to be fun, but as long as my niece is I'm going to go in my house. room and close the door. Lucky. <laughs> I can't do that. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya.